Uh, what's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. It's what the shit time. Uh, normally, I'm a little more energetic, but it's been a long day. So, uh, try to get through this the best I can just now getting in not too long ago. But uh, got some guests, man. We got 11. We got, oh, shoot, 11. <laughs> Little Pie McLevin, uh, author, writer, got a book on Amazon. We also got Law Society ENT coming on. But before we get to that, man, you know what time it is. Look at to this. Or not, because for some reason there's no sound. So, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> there's no sound. I'm not redoing it. Uh, what's going on, man? What's happening, man? It's uh, been a long day. We, we, cold, cold, uh, cold open. Super cold open. Uh, I didn't have time to warm up or nothing. I'm. It's one of those days. It's definitely. Yeah, man, 60 day. hour work week to do that, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, the term butter from the duck is it, it works for today. I know that much. But anyway, uh, yo. But yeah, uh, yeah, last night's show was great. Last night's uh, Blurred's Eye View was great. We had uh, Laren, uh, Laren Dejanet. So if you are a collector of Garbage Pail Kid cards, uh, watched The Proud Family, or getting ready to watch The Proud Family Louder and Prouder. Uh, watched Avengers Assemble, collected any kind of Marvel trading cards from Tops, uh, Cryptozoic from DC. This dude's been in everything. Like the dude worked on a lot of stuff that we literally had no idea. But he's got some good some um, good projects coming up. He's running a Gumboyo animation with a lot of. Um, uh, a representation for us, and I'm looking forward to the one that we talked about last night, which was Pastor Pat. That one looks like a lot of fun. So, uh, check him out. Check out the show. It's on YouTube now. You can check it out on Apple uh, Podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts and where you can watch them. Oh, man, man, it's, it's so it's been a day. I, uh, I was gonna cancel tonight. I ain't gonna lie. I'm just, I'm out of it. It's been a the, long the day. The zone. It's called the zone. It's, uh, hard, to, it's hard to stay in, in in that lane. Whatever it is, I'm not in it. Um, but we got people coming on who uh, really want to be here, and they've been trying to get on here for a while. So I'm not gonna deny them that opportunity to uh, come on. But I'm struggling. Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, if you are tuning in, well, tonight we are we're doing a giveaway. We have our giveaway tonight for uh, Life After Death, thanks to Simon and Schuster uh, uh, books. And Life After Death is a book that's by so Sister Soldier, and it's actually a sequel to her previous book. So we have we are doing a giveaway for that. I think the hashtag is Brandy Salad. So if you yeah, for some reason post, I can't spell salad right now. <laughs> so if you if you type in with uh, hashtag brandy salad, we we still how many calls we got for tonight? Two. We have two calls for tonight. Okay. Three. So three three calls for tonight. So we have three calls for tonight. Oh, uh, right. If you tune in to Blurred's Eye View tomorrow, yes, it's a new show that we're that I'm starting up. Uh, Fury's reacts and reviews at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. 
I'll have five codes for uh, trivia game night for geek game night or game night geek out, which is a part of the segment. So uh, tune in for all of that. Hey, sister sci-fi. Uh, there it is. Brandy hashtag Brandy salad for a chance to win a code for this. Not, new, uh, I'm giving away. I don't care. So yeah. last night after the show, I went on with uh, Brandon. And mm-hmm. we did a show, we did a show. But after the show ended, we kind of had this conversation about, it was kind of like suicide and uh, mental health. And it was... Um, this was, after you said after the show, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, So we kind of got into the talk. So suicide, mental health, depression, and it was just... It was heavy, but mm-hmm. I, it was like a conversation that kind of needed to be had. It. Um, I have a few guests in the near future that's coming on to talk about that kind of stuff, but I think with today and the day I, that I had and talking to Courtney and the, and the kind of the week he's been having and just looking around at the landscape of people, it's something I kind of want to hit on before our guests come on and we kind of uh, switch momentum. Um we need to kind of be mindful of other people's mentals. You never know when somebody's having a bad day and you never know when that bad day might turn into a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. Um, I find myself trying to be mindful of that, but sometimes I know I'm not and I don't pick up on the signs and I try and, um, it's not easy because when you're trying to do what you need to do, it's hard to focus on what other people need you or or are trying to do. It's you know not I mean? so. It's, it's not a. It's not a. It's if I could piggyback, it's not so much a selfish act. Do I sound good? I hope I'm not sounding like SpongeBob today. Um, but it's not the selfish act of somebody not picking up on the signs it can be but it you know a lot of times what the general public does we kind of get wrapped up in our own i don't i don't even mean that i mean just the fact that people everybody's going through something right and these last three four years it's been trying on everybody and a lot of times the (laughs) slightest little thing that can be small to you might be big to somebody else. It might be that thing that just pushed them over the edge to where they either can't function or don't know how to function. Um, I'm not the best at like making, trying to manage everything. Um, and I know a lot of people are in that boat to where you try to do everything you can, but you can only do so much or you feel like you're doing everything you can and it's not enough. And to some people, it's been a breaking point. I've talked to people who are at that edge to where, like, it's hard. It's not easy trying to navigate the waters and trying to be the best. And you don't have to be the best. You just need to be the best you you can. Um, I found myself at a, I went to a job, new job. But it was kind of an old job because it's something I've been doing, you know, the last three years. It's just with a new company. But I found myself, we have one client, but
But I felt myself reverting back to my old ways of trying to do all the orders because if not, I know it's going to be chaos. And it's a hard habit to break for me because it's work, 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 work. And that's what I do. But I found myself and even my wife told me, like, you don't have to do everything there. Other people are there getting the same paycheck you are, but you're earning yours and theirs while they're just earning the money. And I'm trying to break out of that. And I know there's a lot of people trying to break out of those little things, those little habits that they get caught into. And it's not easy. Um, it's not. It's, that's it's not, not a, a thing that's hard to or easy to get out of when you know all you know is work, 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 work. All you know is take, take care of, take care of, take care of, take care of. Or all you know is give, give, give. Or all you know is I got to make a way. I got to make a way. Sometimes you get lost in that cycle. You get lost in those moments. You get caught up in the... You get caught up in everything that's there, all the hype, all the hoopla, all the the everything that's going on that you forget that you're only human. Um, like it's easy to forget that because you're so used to having to be superhuman 24 hours a day, seven days a week months and months on end, especially like right now when everybody's going through so much uh turmoil and so much um just different everything, you know, is different for everybody and everybody's going through a lot of different um it's I had to say, I had a similar I had a similar conversation uh, with my wife today, you know, she's been working a lot of overtime and I told her, I said, you know, it's not necessary, you know, after you do 16 hours, really, whatever time you do after 16 is taxes, you know, and your focus ends up becoming you chasing the money, chasing the money, chasing the money. And I told her, I said, stop chasing the money. Cause that's when the money start running words from Kanye West. Um, but it's true. And, you know, you find yourself feeling like you need to shoulder the responsibility of not just what you do, but what somebody else is supposed to do, or just making sure that it's done correctly or done right or whatever. And it, it kind of echoes. And I don't know if our listeners have seen it, but the Pixar movie Encanto is one of the main characters has that same issue. Like her strength is her her one of her ability her ability is super strength yet she's shouldered with so much responsibility because it's become like don't worry about it Louisa can do it don't worry about it Louisa can do it she can handle it she can handle it because she's strong enough she's strong enough but the thing is she has the song where she's like under the surface I have a feeling I'm going to crack underneath all that pressure and that's what something that's some that's something that a lot of us deal with whether you're the older sibling, the older or uh, the the top performer at a job or whatever the case may be, we all have that function throughout the day that we feel responsible when we shouldn't have to feel responsible for 
uh, everything because everything's out of our control. And that's I think that's a lot. That's a thing that a lot of us uh, are forgetting. And like you were saying earlier, the past uh, three to four years has been extremely rough on a lot of people. Um, We're just now getting to a point of somewhat normalcy, I guess you can say. But it's hard, you know, doing your nine to five and and like in our case, doing a nine to five, doing the show, running a business, trying to keep it afloat, trying to make sure we, we keep everything, excuse me, on the level. And it's hard and it's going to be hard for us. You know, it's going to be hard for the people out there that's listening and watching. So we, as people do need to be mindful of the struggles that other people go through. Um, a prime example of said struggle, Chadwick Boseman is a prime example. A man who underneath it all was fighting a battle we didn't know nothing about. We knew nothing about. But at the same time, he didn't feel it was his responsibility to uh, have everybody know that, that same battle. It was shouldering that responsibility. So we, yeah, we we just need to be mindful of each other's emotions, um, each other's each other's mental. You know, more to the um, point, just treat everyone with the respect that they deserve. Not right. everybody deserves respect, but you should treat them with the respect they deserve. Because it's like it's it's easy to get caught up. And it's easy to even be like, even in traffic and somebody cuts you off or something, you just get mad. Well, I've had that problem. I've I've had that problem lately because I drive a lot for work. Um, not everybody is cutting me off. It's just there's little things that and it just takes that one thing and you never know what that one thing is. Um... I mean, needless to say, you don't want to dance around a subject, but you also need to be mindful and kind of weary of what people have going on. And it's easy to say, um, but sometimes it's not easy to do because when you're in a moment or you're or you're tired or you're not thinking straight, you don't speak well. Um I have an issue with that. I don't think before I speak. I don't um I don't react well. And it, it's it's not like I'm trying to be argumentative, it's just I'm so used to defending myself that I don't know anything else to do. And it's I guess it's me being defensive, but I don't feel like it's that way. It it's It's crazy because um, being open is something that I'm not good at. But it's crazy when I turn this mic and camera on, I talk a lot. But sometimes I'm not saying a lot, if that makes sense. Um, I don't really talk about my personal life on here because that's my personal life. Um, This show really isn't about my personal life and I try not to make it uh, my personal life. 
Um, it's more about the guests that we have and what they have going on. But today was just, I mean, it's just been, it's been crazy because I've seen a lot of people, man. Like, I don't want to tell Courtney's business, but he's going through some stuff, man. And it's just a lot of people close to me have, have falling out of positive energy. And that's something I don't like to see. Um, especially when they're close to me because I feel like there's something that can be done even though there's nothing I can do. But me trying sometimes makes it worse. Um, and that's another thing people got to understand. Just because there is a problem don't mean you can fix that problem. And trying to fix that problem can really sometimes make things worse in the long run. Um, I've learned by from an example, uh, from experience. It's um, sometimes time has to fix these things. Sometimes that person has to fix themselves and then you can try to help. But you can't fix everybody's problem. And sometimes that problem isn't for you to fix. You just need to listen and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just space. Not even that. Sometimes it's just really just um, I think my guy Zeke and Courtney said it the best. Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up and listen. Um, I have an issue with that because I talk. Um, and I want to try to fix stuff. But... Um, that's enough of our TED talk. We got people coming in the building. That's that. Um, that's the. Of, that's the beanie talking right there. Nah, man, it's just like beanie said, giving man. you the strength of the of the ancestors and the gods. Ah, man, it's life kicking you. I mean, life is kicking your ass, and you work sixty hours a week, <laughs> and you ain't been to sleep, and then people feel like they can. Um, like I had to tell somebody off. Like I'm working oh, with you. Somebody. Had that day today. You had that day too. I had to, t- you know, like, you, you had to text me like, hey, man, we doing this, this, and this, here and here and then. I'm like, brother, I got plans. I didn't have plans. It's just the fact that you're not going to tell me we doing something without asking me, can we do something? So I don't work for you. I work with you. Right. See, I, I, I'm not, there's no ownership here. You don't own me. Um, and you can't afford to own me neither. Um but I'll work with you, but you're not going to tell me when we're doing something. You're not going to tell me where I need to be. You can ask me if I'm available. That's how that works. You know what I mean? That's how that works. But, uh, before I move on, cause we got Philly in the building and I really, Really want to make sure these guys get 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 this uh, conversation in, man. Because you know what I mean. They it's, it's some good brothers. So I'm gonna bring them on. I'm gonna let them talk about themselves because we just talked for like 30 minutes and well, actually 20. But who's counting? counting? <laughs> um, we got lost society in the building, man. Let me get this clap. Hey, let me get this hand clap together. Let me get this hand clap together. One more time. Let me, let me, hold on, wait, 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 w
man, y'all, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get it back, <laughs> man. So, man, I'm gonna let y'all, I'm because I don't like telling people story, man. That's why I like this show because I let the guests talk about themselves. So, I'm gonna let y'all introduce yourselves, man. Tell the people what y'all do, where y'all at, and what y'all got going on before we get into the question and answer part of it. No word, go ahead, JD. Do your thing, bro. Hey, what's good? Um, I'm JD. Uh, JDA, you know, Northside JD. Um, I'm CEO and also an artist on Lost Society, you know, straight, straight out of North Philly, you know. And uh, I'm just happy to be on the show with y'all, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for it right now. Yeah, man. i to have you here, man, for real. Back and forth has been for a while, man, and I've been trying to make it happen. We're here now, so we ain't going to get into particulars. All the people need to know is Philly in the building. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, man, talk to the people. Did we lose him? I think we lost Will. We might have lost him. Well, ah. we'll get him back. Yeah. We'll get him back. So, man, let's let's talk about, first of all, the label and how we got started. Okay. Yeah, um, well, it got started uh like about I started about 10 years ago. I've been making music for a while. And um like Lost Society, like I got the name from it because I was, I had the work ethic and all that and I had the talent, but I couldn't really, you know, get a deal. I couldn't, you know, work with other labels. So I was like, might as well start, start Lost Society. You know, Lost Society stands for, like in the metaphor, like if you're in a dark room and everybody got talent, they shine in lights on people and they overlook you. You know, we just find our own way and make things happen. So. That's deep. Well, man, before you got up out of here, man, before you uh you froze on us, man, I was I was trying to get to you, man, so you can tell the people what it is you do, man. Talk to the people for us. My fault. Hey, here's my, oh, there you go. My uh, yeah, it, it's technical difficulties over here. Ah, that's the beauty of live. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm still Will. Um, I'm a Northside representative as well from Philly, uh, and I'm just an artist on Lost Society representing uh, JD and Quick. They're my brothers, so for me, it's just you know I'm just trying trying to bring the world some uh, that that pimp world back. You know what I'm saying that that flavor. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so let's talk about the Philly music scene. Um, we're from, we're from Ohio. You know what I mean? So the street scene for music is different than, you know, the, the big label scene for music. Um, we know about your Meek Mills, you know what I'm saying? Those cats, you know, the usual suspects on the names, man. But let's talk about, we like to get to the underground, man. The, the people that's making noise that should be heard because they're not getting that opportunity. So, Throwing you guys in that rain, man. Where do you guys see the Philly music scene right now? How I see it is, um, due due to COVID, you know, er everything is is separated and whatnot. So, like working with collabs and, and things like that is a little more difficult in booking the shows and everything. But Lost Society, we we going hard. Like we started off twenty twenty two real strong, and we're going to continue it. Um, uh, and like we we just. All three of us, and we also have a producer. Everybody that signed in Lost Society is from Philly, 
and like we all got our own sound. So like we bringing something totally different to this music scene uh, in Philly wise and just Pennsylvania. You know, we, we starting with the city. We're just going to keep branching up. That's what's up. Um, I have another question. Top five Philly rappers to you guys. Because my guy, because I'm asking these, but the spirit of my guy, Courtney, these are questions he asks, man, because he's the music guy. You know what I mean? He's he's the young hip hop head. You know what I'm saying? He knows his music. And he always, well, one, he likes to start these um, diatribes because he wants to, he wants to see who the best is in each city. So right. when we have Akron rappers on, his main thing is to try to act. And we have a lot of people on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, from Akron, because like I said, that's where we from, but we've been, we branched out. Now, before I say that, let me say this. I didn't start trying to be having people from Akron. It just, you know what I'm saying? Quick, quick in the building. Yes, Hold up, wait, you got to get good. Good. It's good. It's good, man. The technical difficulties and the shit. I see, yes, it's the beauty of live. That's what I was telling them, man. That's why we do it live, because that, that, that lets you know that we doing something. Um, before we move on, man, quick, you got to talk to the people, man. Tell the people what it is you do, man, and who you are. Hey, what's going on? It's the boy. You mean COO, Big Quick, Society, Heavy Rapper, Heavy Stepper. Saying that's what I do. I make the step music. You mean I make the music for the soldiers to move out to. I make the move. I make the music to hit the road too. I'm saying I make the music to lay the pipe down too. I make all the music. I'm saying whatever you whatever you do as a real nigga, I, I make the music for you to do it too. That's what I'm talking I, about. See, that's why that's why they need to know. See, the people got to know because my thing is, um, it's easy to know the guys. Like I said, those mainstream guys are the guys who are making noise, but we don't really like those people. Um, not to be, you know, what I'm saying rude or anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just being real. Not to be rude or anything, but it's just the way we got down. We were, um, well, me more than Chris. I was an underdog in this podcasting game. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't supposed to be hosting the show. I wasn't supposed to be talking to dope ass people. I wasn't supposed to be able to do this. Uh, but fuck, prove those people wrong. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. My mom love my shit, but no, nah, man, it's just because you get so many people, man. And I'm gonna skip that one question I was gonna ask because here's my other question, man. When you are coming up, you know, and every city's different. Every city has its own vibe, but we all know that the there's those naysayers, those people who are telling you you can't, you shouldn't, right? It won't work. <laughs> um. I want you guys to talk to them people because we all about, you know what I'm saying? Saying hi to our haters. Hi, Linda. How you doing? Hey. I thought I wasn't going to do this. Shit. Five <laughs> seasons hey. running, baby. Wait a minute. Five seasons running. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I want you to, um, I want you to talk to them, man. Let them know. Um, because I'm big. I'm Like I said, I'm big on trying to turn to those negatives into a positive, man. You know what I'm saying? You guys are doing well. You know what I'm saying? I see the Instagrams, man. I see the music. I see what's going on. Appreciate but you still that. have those haters. You feel me? You still have those people sure. who are behind the scenes, smiling in your face, but behind your scenes, they like this. I wish them niggas just fall off one time. <laughs> For sure, they is everywhere. I hope, I hope your know. pillow warm on both sides. Everywhere, and they posted in the you think half the time too. You know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Let me ask so y'all real quick. Y'all four twenty friendly. 
Yeah. Knock yourself out, man. man. I always I ask, man. I don't want to hey, be man. Yeah, I own this show, Every, man. I don't know. I don't say everybody brand You see, you see like the that. motherfucking the name is what the shit. That, that, that <laughs> the brand was out the window right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they wasn't fucking with it. Uh but nah, man. I own this show. You do what you, you want, man. I don't not gonna stop uh, nobody from you know what I'm saying? But let me ask y'all, man. You want to answer? You want to the haters, man? What do y'all? How do y'all feel about that? You know what I'm saying? People in it sometimes be your own people. It 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 definitely come from all angles and shit. Like you never know where it's gonna come from. But like that hate and shit, that that just let you know that that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like you know what I'm saying, you actually hot. You actually making moves. So I take it as as motivation, and it's like because a lot of motherfuckers didn't think. I'll be as nice as I am or making the type of moves that's being made and shit like that. And it's a satisfying feeling. I'm like, oh, damn, you still doing that same shit? You, you ain't elevate yet? All right, I did. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't really be tripping about, you know, people hating because that comes with the territory of being great. That it does. Exactly. And I just, uh, to, to piggyback like that off answer. that, if you, ain't hating on, if you ain't hating on the nigga, you mean then then I I'm doing something wrong. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um I'm not the type of I'm not the type that like go for validation in the conventional ways. Hating on me is a big valid is validation for me. You know I mean hate on I, me. I, I, mean, I've heard that. I've mean, heard a lot of people say if I was, if somebody's not hating what I'm doing, I'm not doing something right. Because cause you cause if right, I'm not. It's the same thing as like this. If you walk down the street with your chick. And on nobody head turn, I must be walking with the wrong chick. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> like niggas hey, be going, man, why you looking at my girl? All this other extra shit. Oh, look at my bitch. You say like, please, because because if, if you're not looking at my bitch, why I believe him, yo. I, might need I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I believe him, yo. <laughs> I can't argue like, with that logic. You know, I like I, I, I mean, that's you know I, I see it as a as an unconventional form of validation. Though, you mean so keep no, that I mean, I, you know they can keep it coming. I think I don't think it's unconventional because I'm not gonna lie to you. Everybody has their own levels of success. You know what I'm saying? What is success look like to you might not look the same to me. You know what I'm saying right. or somebody else. So I think that. You need to keep that energy because it's not unconventional. It's conventional for you and it's what works for you. Everybody like has their own reworld system. You know what I mean? If I make this much money, then I feel like I've made it. If I have this kind of car, I feel like I made it. If I have one person watch my show, I feel like I made it. Hi, mom. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it just feels like... I just... <laughs> but no, man, because I tell people, like, I don't care how many people watch the show. I don't care about the numbers. None of that shit matters. Because here's the thing. I live in Ohio, Akron, Ohio, small ass Akron, Ohio. You feel me? I didn't talk to people in Cali, Philly, Canada, you know what I'm saying? All over. And I haven't left my house. So that to me is an accomplishment because again, we weren't supposed to be here and look who we're here with. We're here with people who are on their way or in the way of being big. I tell people, I feel like we're a stepping stone because a lot of people that come on here go to do greatness. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's why I like having people on. Cause if that's true, Fuck it, let's get everybody on. Let's make everybody great. Why not? We all eat, we all win. It don't matter to me about the accolades because whether I get it, I ain't never had it. So I can't miss something I ain't never had. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Once again, sound logic. 
I mean, so I, I can't argue with your logic about the unconventional because it's not unconventional. It's conventional to you. So if it works for you, that's what you run with. Uh, um, so you all have different styles. I want to get into that because I've seen late. I've seen. Um, I've seen camps with a lot of uh, rappers, but they all sound the same. A sound like B and B sound like D. You know what I'm saying? And Z sound like A. And you'd be like, damn, yeah. these niggas all came from the same school of P. Diddy writing. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, nobody sounds different. Like, nobody has their own voice. Like, so I want y'all to each touch on y'all own different style because people need to know this so they can get in tune so they know when I'm listening to DJ, I'm hearing something else. When I'm listening to Will, I'm hearing something else. When I'm listening to Quick, I'm listening to myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, JD, yeah. JD, I'm I'm tired, brother. Hold on. Don't correct <laughs> me. It's my show. No, I'm fucking with you. Uh, no, man. That was, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of dyslexic, and it's been a day. Shit, so. yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm dyslexic to come. I feel like. But I cannot see. I'm legally blind. I was looking like. <laughs> Oh shit, no. But no, man, I want y'all to touch on your styles, man, because I think that that's that's big because y'all all have a different style. But it's and it's not like a style that's around. I'm gonna say that. Because and I want y'all to come up with a name with it. Y'all need to name y'all style because y'all have your own style. Like y'all need to market right. that shit. I'm big on people marketing their brand and marketing what they have and, and making sure they put their stakes in it. Y'all have a sound that's unique to y'all. So my advice is name that shit. I don't care what you call it. Just don't call it blue magic. You name that shit anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's blue magic. It's trademarked. <laughs> and Word. It's out here. But nah, man, y'all need because it, I'm telling y'all, it's serious. Like the way shit is going, like, like even it's some whack ass styles, but they got names to it. You know what I'm saying? But y'all need to I'm just, you know, put put your name on it. But no, nah, man, go Word. tell everybody your style, man, and let them know, you know what I'm saying? The vibe that your music gives, because and y'all all have a different vibe. That's the thing. Y'all have a different rap style, and y'all have a different vibe to your music, but it works. You know what I mean? Because it's not like they hear a CD and they're getting the same thing from everybody. It's different. You know what I'm saying? And people need to know that because that's what we want them to do. Word, word. Hey, well, you can start this one off. You know what I'm saying? Unmute partner. Come on, play a partner. <laughs> Unmute I mean, partner. We can't hear you. Unmute it. <laughs> oh, it's it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong going crazy. Yep. We lost him. He'll be back. He probably won't come yeah, back. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. You got it. Like, my son, um, you know, like, I'm definitely a Philly dude, you know what I'm saying? But I don't speak like it. Uh, my accent is different. And the, the way that I even, uh, you know, the way that I speak is like in, in rap is just something different that's not really Philly, but I'm a Philly dude. So it's like a totally different flavor of it. And it's like, that's why I just named my tape uh, Northside Anomaly because I'm from the North Side, but I'm something different. I'm, I'm, I'm out of the norm. So, like, I just really talk about, you know, real life situations and try to be as authentic as possible. Like, I don't speak about nothing that I haven't done, or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's real authentic getting money or, you know, uh, 
Like I talk about getting money. I talk about, you know, street shit. I talk, I make love songs, like just whatever I'm feeling, you know, I get on a dope ass beat and I try to translate with the beat and sing. So like I, I have many different, different styles. I can't really, like you say, come up with a name. I might have to come up with about five of them. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, ain't, can't nobody. <laughs> That's okay. It's your shit. Can't nobody stop you. If I had to give this nigga style a name, give me, I call it that 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 gritty trap. You feel what I'm saying? Like when I hear my brother, especially on like some of my favorite songs by him, where he get into the, you I mean give you that different voice that he got. You mean like I see movies playing? You feel what I'm saying? Like mm. he got that. He got that. Like that. That thug skater sound. Like that. <laughs> that real shit. Like that. That nigga. That 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 run, ride his skateboard through the hood, and you thought you was gonna talk shit. He hopped off that joint and cracked your ass with, the, with that skateboard <laughs> and rolled off on your dumb ass <laughs> music. Like real shit. Like cause yeah. like. I don't know. I just, I just, it's, it's the skater part. I guess it's like, it's the extremeness. You mean like mm. it's extremity. Like you know what I'm saying like knuckle slid across his cheek and I shattered his nose. You feel what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. it's extremity. Like you feel that's me? It. Like that's ex- so to me, you feel what I'm saying? I would say like, right. you know what I mean? Like that, that, that gritty trap. You mean that, 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 that gritty trap. That's just, that's just gritty. Word, <laughs> word. That shit hard, bro. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. What's the Well, before your uh, mic got unmuted and muted and, and and messed up, man, tell the people your style, man, and and your and your vibe to your music. Yeah. So, uh, my style is like that player, pretty Tony, like Pimp C vibes. Uh. I'm talking smooth shit. I'm talking. I'm, I could be universal. I can talk uh, trap shit. I can talk soul. I can talk philosophical. Like whatever you want, I can get to you. I'm like that Swiss Army knife, so you can call me like Andre Three Stacks for real, for real. Uh, so I I, I I try to make sure that everything that I do is fluent and organic. Um, and I'm all about bars at the end of the day. Like that's what I grew up on. I grew up on bars. I grew up on like hard hitting. Like boom back rap lyrics. Feel you. So what? Playboy lyrics. Yeah, Playboy lyrics. Playboy lyrics. All right. (laughs) I like that. I got a nice ring to it too, man. I like that. Appreciate that. Gang, gang. I like that. I like that shit. You heard it here first. Hey, in five years, this motherfucker gonna be using these names. I'm like, damn, I ain't get a sit. I should have copied right in. Hey, man, but I love to see it, man, because like uh, I said, me? it's the positive. Oh, yeah, you. Uh, me, well, my shit are, has kind of been given a name by. I like um, the name too, though. By a listener. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, slap a lamb music is what it's been uh, deemed as. 
Uh-huh. And uh, I liked it. I, you know, I liked it when you know main man heard what he heard. He's like, "This is slap lame music right here." Like, yeah, I like lame music. <laughs> and I liked, I like that. So yeah, I run with that because that's how, that's how I feel. Like, yeah. you know, my a lot of times my music is aimed at. For all the lame niggas out there, for all the lame niggas, aim that them niggas. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just one time for them, man. You know, they, got, they gotta them. give them a shout out from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Well, they get addressed. You know? They get addressed. They get addressed a lot. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I feel like oh, I feel like a lot of times in this rap shit, you just look in these motherfuckers' face. You just hearing a voice like it's just not them. And they got a little, they they say catchy shit, and somebody mm-hmm. next, somebody around them got a little couple dollars for the chain around their neck and put them in front of a camera and you get around them and that's just not them. Yeah, so you mean it, across the board we keep it authentic here for that reason. So, so. You got to, I mean, especially in the music game, you definitely because nowadays. Castle's getting their cars full for being um not really they stay on tracks. So, so I think it's Suckers. easy to just be yourself and um <coughs> not go through all that. But I guess when they throwing money in your face, it's easy to get caught up. Man, you, you got oh, you got my uh you got my brain working right now. I'm horrible with names, but like I definitely gotta goddamn put a stamp on 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 the flavor, you know. <laughs> on, on, on like my, the style and shit. Real shit. Oh man, hey, come. that's yours, man. Keep it. Yeah, like keep yeah. It. Got... If it don't work for you, you know what I'm saying, give it back. I'll find it. <laughs> you gotta come up with something. <laughs> it'll, it'll come up. It'll go to use. Trust me, man. I don't sleep at night, so I'm always thinking of different things, man. And I, like I said, I'm big on not just branding, but I grew up. So I grew up in the wrestling era. You know what I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. Um, over the top, you know what I'm saying? Big characters, showmanship. So when I started the show, that was part of it. Like, I'm going to be me times 10. If they thought they was going to hate me normal, you know what I'm saying? What they think they know. <laughs> they going to hate me when that, camera, when that camera open and that mic crack open. I'm yeah. me. It's just amplified because you don't get to see me in normal life. You know what I mean? So I'm going to show you what normal life is like with me in one hour. What versus 24 days so i'm big on you know what i'm saying having something that defines you and in the music game everybody i heard a rapper say well my my style is kind of like drake and i was like why don't your style be like you right. like i mean it's cool because everybody you know want to do what's up everybody want to do what's up and, and that's cool you know yeah. I mean, at I'm times not with you got that. to at times you do have to at times you don't get me to, wrong don't get me wrong you got to be able You're to sell right. yourself you got to be able to and, say and, yourself. And again, that's what I'm big on. Like, if you don't like my show because it's me, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's nobody else is going to be this show but me. You feel me? So it's easy to get caught up in that. But I, like I said, I'm big on branding yourself. I, like I said, I've been learning and researching a little bit, man, and just looking at some of the things. Like, even like, because I'm in a podcast game. So I look at other podcasters and see what's worked for them, see what doesn't work for them. You know what I'm saying? And, and then put your own flavor on it. I remix it. I take that yep. song and I remix it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take everything I didn't like about this hook 
these bars and I'm going to put my own shit on it and make it my own. And it's been working. So I'm big on that, like making something your own, owning sure. what you do, ownership. Word. We talk a lot about ownership. that. You know what I'm sure. saying? Owning your shit, like owning your brand, owning your style, owning the way you do things because believe it or not, brand. people are going to pay you for that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, people are going to pay you to be yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we keep the brand on us. I feel you. And you got you. Everywhere you go, that's what they should see. You know what I'm saying? Because your brand is going to speak for you. Sometimes your brand will get you into places you might not be able to get. Word. Yeah, you know I mean, I didn't, like I said, this little, this little hoodie dude behind me got me in some doors talking to some people that I didn't expect to talk to. So that's why I say, you know what I'm saying? Put a name on your style. Because y'all have a style that's unique to y'all. You put that name on it. Sooner or later, people going to try to use it. Now, and where's my man quick? That is motivation. Because now you got people trying to jockey y'all style. <coughs> Goddamn. So when they walking down the streets, they're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing this slap and lay music. But here's the thing. They're not quick, so it's not going to be the same. So that's the thing about people trying to steal your brand. They can get the blueprint. They can get the playbook, but they can't run it because they ain't you. They ain't that blue magic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody can call this shit what the shit tomorrow. And guess what? This shit's still gonna pop because they ain't got me. They ain't got Chris. Bird. They ain't got Courtney. Oh, they ain't got shit. some of the people networks we got. You know what I'm saying? Some of the connections we made. So that's why I'm telling y'all, man, y'all going places. Put your name, put build your brand. Y'all already started. Y'all already got it, man. Y'all already going. Um, yeah, it's LSTG on everything, you know, and and, and, uh, and and put that on everybody's head every time they see everything. that shit. You know what I'm saying? On everything. I put that bitch on a baby's back if I have to, just to get a right. motherfucker to know we where got, we at. You know what I'm saying? Why you? Why you? Why Everybody else doing Yeah, everybody else doing gimmicks. You gotta give. You gotta give that flavor, like you said, JDA. You gotta give that flavor, no matter where you at. You know, yeah. you don't want to be. I sound like Drake, or or I'm the next Kanye, or whatever. You, you got to stand out. I mean, if that's you what know, you aspire to, I mean, you know, that's one thing. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, whatever. If you I just gotta, said that showmanship. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. me, like I said, I watch. It's 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 all about because we all know y'all y'all musicians, y'all rappers, man, y'all artists. Y'all know the guy who might have the weakest rhyme, but he got a little flair to him. So people gonna flock to that a little bit, and right. then you got real cats who you know what I'm saying. I might not move, but I'm gonna give you these lyrics. He might not get the same love because he's not flashy, he's not dancing, he's not you know what I'm saying, popping and locking and all this other stuff. Oh, but at sure, the same time, sure. you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, I wouldn't worry about too much of that because flashing the pants are just that. They're flashing the pants. Substance lasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I mean, bullshit is here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, man, it's here today, gone today. Some cases, yeah, right. <laughs> especially now. A good example of somebody who, you know, has 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 a standout and and is given given showmanship and and still has stuff. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Leaders in the new school, like like yo, this dude is live, like on fire live and then it was like it was all it took was one track man but all that shit was bad for his knees that's one of my favorites one of my all times one of my best yeah, he creative as fuck like, yeah yeah his music videos was something else for its time man cause wasn't nobody and doing nobody shit like Buster was doing yeah, he was lit, he because was it's hard first he's animated as fuck 
Exactly. So when you already animated and you moving weird and you moving crazy, ain't nobody trying to match that energy. It's hard to match that energy. That's why anybody doing no verses with him. That's why you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Buster Rhymes has his own style. It's that fucking that nigga get on the joint and bomb your dumb ass. <laughs> Quick on your own on, on shit. Some different shit. Your own shit right? on, like that's man, where like, and that's honestly that nigga where I got that shit from. That's one thing. It's crazy because like when people ask me about my style, my favorites. I don't really bring him up much, but I will say that like that everything you ever heard of him, meth. Mm-hmm. Eminem, right? Like, Rip, you feel what I'm saying? I, I don't know, so, I, not so much. Like, <laughs> as far as if they on some shit, especially out camp, especially oh, yeah. out yeah, camp, yeah. they the best nigga on it. Like, man, bus used to bus is, bus used to, especially when bus had that feature run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. his shit was long. Yeah, his shit was It wasn't. I don't think it was nothing. He wasn't featured on. He, he was bombing. That's like he said. Like he definitely like that. Man, cats want to buy the record. That. I'm like, oh, he on that Janet Jackson joint. I was already getting it. Yeah, I didn't believe really, really <laughs> fucking feel Janet, but Buster Rhymes on that shit was so smooth. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And the video was crazy. The video again. That video was fucking crazy. And you that wouldn't have never already. thought something at that tempo with his high energy, it still fit. He slowed it down yeah. a little bit. He slowed it down and, 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 and it made it work. You know how to uh, uh, you know how to make music. Like he don't just rap. Like a lot of people just rap and they just think like, oh, all right, that's gonna get me far. But you gotta know how to actually construct your song and make music and like mm. make it sound it's like something instead of you sitting there always trying to like uh beat it down thinking you you know you're gonna get far like you know nowadays these these youngsters man they don't want to just hear bars no more they want to hear music like they want to they want to hear like something that's gonna make them dance and make videos to on uh, TikTok. tiktok with and stuff yeah. so mm-hmm. you know they it's like you you got sometimes be able to uh reach certain areas while still being you understanding that's one thing that Buster always did man he always understood the the role and it was you know you got to make music at the end of the day I'm gonna still give you me but I'm gonna give you me with this extra like vibe and extra like mm-hmm. uh animation to it yeah man Buster was definitely one of those ones man um how do I want to put what is the goal? Like, what does this year and beyond? What is the plan? The the goal is to really make lost society like, uh, what what's the words like? Uh, in home, like everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying it's like everybody knows. We 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 gonna turn lost society into uh, into a big label like competing with with the majors, you know what I'm saying? And like this year we 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 just going to do our part as artists and uh play our roles into taking it one step at a time to really take it there because we trying to take over and we're going to take over. Ain't no trying about it. We we, we get shit done around here. So it's like we just really when they hear the words lost society, they going to know it's well respected. And 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 you're going to get great quality. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're going to get what baby. you're looking for. Yeah. 
They gonna love us. They gonna want to hear everything. That's the purpose to be a powerhouse. To be yeah. a powerhouse. I can feel that. And, 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 and in that, and in that, you know, like once we got the reach, you know that for ourselves that we look for, you know, like. You know, I, I personally, you know, I'm on a mission to see the East get back into a, a power position, and, and, and not even just in a way like, <clears throat> like the South been stopping on shit for so long. Mm. You know, Atlanta really kind of like running the wave of, of, of how today's music goes for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emerging sounds going on right now, which is dope. But uh, the A been had a lot on shit for a long time. Uh, and the East used to be the Mecca. You're saying the East is the Mecca. The East is the origin, is, you know, the origin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's even if you look at the West, like how they kind of don't really even be trying to compete at a national level because they have so much success, you know, like. Yeah, uh, What's the word I want to use? I don't know. Like it's kind of like contained out there. Like you can be big as fuck out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta yeah, hear your bubble. music nowhere else, and you can be out yeah. there bubbling and going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, Cali has been able to um, pretty much put a bubble you know, on their stuff insulate, like, insu- boom, yeah, insulate. That's you know I mean it's kind of like they, it's insulated. And they, uh, they. You can move out just, there differently than you move out here because you can go out there and get on the radio once and people think you're a star. I mean, um, I know see, it's like that. There, it's, he's doing his thing. It's like but, that, like in, in Cali, uh, DC, in some areas, like in DC, NY, was like that. So, yeah, you, you got areas, certain areas where you got, I guess you could say, the locals. Like really hit they on fire in those areas. That's just what it is. Then by the time, like like the Bay Area in Cali, like by the time it just hits the rest of the country, it's like y'all niggas late. You know, yeah. well Atlanta uh, was know. like that for the longest. Like yeah. I had people who stay in Atlanta and they need to come up here like the Ti album. When I'm serious came out his first like major album. My cousin brought it up. I stole it. He never got it back. Oh, um, and then you know, a couple months later, cats was bumping, and I'm just like, they're like, oh yeah, this new T. I said, brother, I got people in Atlanta. That shit came out six months ago, seven months ago. You know what I mean, you just now, he just now, and that's the problem with up north. It trickles down so slow, like you know, especially in like the Midwest area, we get stuff a little later, so it's hot here to us. But then it's like cats out like Cali. You know what I'm saying? They down in Atlanta, like we haven't had that for a while. Right, right. So, yeah. but I think, I think, well, I think everybody can start. We're trying to change that narrative. We're trying to make it so the East Coast, when you when you come out here, instead of instead of you feeling like you locked in and you can't do nothing, we are gonna open up these doors so that way, you know, as an artist, you can feel comfortable to do you and know that you'll be able to make revenue and fans and love while still being in the East Coast. And that's yeah. that's where that's where it comes down to. Like we gotta bring back that that bad boys like ever, where you know it was all you hear was your, your your people that you grew up with or people that around that you see and that you can touch and be like, yo, I know this person. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, we trying to create that lane. We trying to make it so, you know, when people start listening to, to us, listening to whoever else comes behind us, they can be like, yo, like, these cats is dope. But that that joint already then went triple platinum over here in North, you know, New York or in Connecticut or something. Like, it already then hit, like, numbers already. Y'all just get into it late. That's, that's what we want to change. Yeah. Definitely on the way. Um, man, we're going to have to do this again. I definitely got to have y'all back. Um, it, it's crazy this season, and I, I, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I've been kind of cutting things, not cutting people short, but um, a lot more interviews. Um, and I know y'all know that's what you talked about this. Um, but I definitely got to get y'all back, man, because there's so much more I want to hit on. Um, but before I get y'all out of here, I want y'all to tell people one, what y'all got coming out next two where they can find you and three to name y'all styles again. Cause I know y'all was thinking, I know, you know what I'm saying? Well, Will got his, you know what I'm saying? Quick got his, man. JD, we need you to get yours, man. We need you to. Uh, yeah, I gotta come over. He, we got the, you got the uh, the uh, the gritty extreme trap, man. We can go with that, or you can, you know, what I'm saying we can. I'll, I'll let you figure it out, man. But uh, <laughs> we need to know next time for sure. Uh, but no, man, yeah, tell the people everywhere they can find you, man. All the social media handles, everything y'all got going on, how they can get in love with y'all, how they can stay in touch with y'all, and yeah. That. Uh, yeah. So uh you know, all my social medias is JDA, uh with no period as y'all see it on the screen, uh JDA. And like I'm on all platforms and I just dropped a mixtape called Northside Anomaly. You know what I'm saying? That drone doing crazy numbers right now. Where can they get so, it? So it it's on all platforms. Whatever you, you listen to music on, that's where you're gonna find it. You know, just type in JDA Northside Anomaly. Um, that, that, that's my handles on everything. And I just dropped that one. And tomorrow I got a video coming out, uh, for we ain't the same featuring big quick. Yeah. So, um, you know, tap into that video tomorrow, you know, run run them streams up and, uh, you know, just look forward to it because I'm definitely going to be dropping another project real soon. Now that I've got everything situated, the music about to be flooding in, you know. So, JDA on everything that you're looking for, Mule. Will, give him some of that player uh, that player stuff, man. Kick him that player shit to him real quick, man. What happened? Well, because some of that player, that, that was no, that wasn't player. I don't, well, I don't know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. So you know, you, you, you can find you can find me. You know, what I'm saying uh, chilling in the Himalayas. It's like no, uh, no, our real, talk, <laughs> real talk though. You can find me everywhere at DGL Will. Uh, I'm on everything, every little thing that you could think of. I'm on. I might not be literally on it, but I'm on there. Uh, close, you close. You know what I'm saying. I, I, the light. I just dropped uh pressure with JDA. You know, the yeah, guy right yeah. there. You know that's out right now. Uh, definitely about to work on a video for that. Uh, so you know it's going to be something like crazy. It's going to be be a, a big move. Um, it's going to be a movie. You know what I'm saying. And uh, soon I got that pimp by blood. I mean, uh, oh, damn, I'm fucking up. <laughs> 
player <laughs> will. That's not player take, will. Take three, goddammit. Nah, I got I got um I got my EP, uh Pimpin' Ain't Dead, that's coming up next, uh, you know, within a year. Um, but in the meantime, go holler at J D for that, you know, that North Side anomaly. That's that's the hottest thing out right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh and by all means, you know, if you need some some player ways, holler at your boy. Holler at your fucking boy. Yeah, that North Side anomaly, that North Side anomaly is fucking crazy. Yeah, bitch, go up. Tap in, dog. Tap into that job. Go holler at my brother for that, man. That job is really crazy. Quick, man, where can they find you? Where they find me? All right, man. I'm on. Uh, I'm on the gram. I ain't really too many other places. I ain't gonna that's lie. It. On the gram. <laughs> gram, that's it. Big quick <laughs> underscore HWG. But on there, I got the link in my bio to all streaming platforms. Um, basically, my artist page on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Amazon, iTunes. You know all that. Also, everything we drop goes straight to your uh your stories. You can use it as your sounds on your TikTok or your Gram, your Facebook, whatever. Everything we oh, drop yeah. is on there. You know what I'm saying for sure. Um, yeah, me and Brody dropped this this masterpiece behind me, iconic. You know what I'm saying um, we dropped that last July. That's still out there on everything. Tap in, get some bars. I mean, get some bars. See how we coming. Oh, yeah. Um, and you said you like wrestling. We got a track called Ric Flair on there. Yeah, tap in. got to check it out. Tap, in, tap into that. Tap into that. See what I'm saying? So here's, here's what I need. When y'all drop them videos, I need y'all to shoot them to me. I need to get it out there to the yeah, people. Sure. So when y'all drop that, you said the one's dropping tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, I need that tonight. Dropping tomorrow. I need that tonight. Uh, <laughs> Will you. you drop yours? I need those, man. Yeah, I'm, dropping, I'm, dropping, I'm, dropping, I'm dropping a double. Uh, Grab that merch, merch too, man. In the end of March, too. You know what I'm saying? So definitely well, look out for that. The, at the end of the March, we had to get March, y'all. Yeah. Matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. Keep y'all calendars open May. I want to say the 5th through the 11th. I'm, I'm bringing y'all back. We're going to bring y'all back. We're running right, back. Uh, May 11th. We're going to uh, run it back and be in touch for show. Sure. Uh, what I need y'all to do, warm. people. Hey, hey, I hope we all live by that time. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> between time, Philly in the building. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Like I said, maybe running it back when the videos drop. I need y'all to get those to me, man. Go enjoy y'all nights, man. They got music dropping, people. Get with it or get lost, society-wise. So, appreciate y'all, man, for coming through. We will be running this back. Enjoy y'all nights, man. Lost society. All right, man. Appreciate you. Show. Gang, gang. What's up? Quick. I don't know how to get out. <laughs> <laughs> we got enough. We got more guests. There's more guests. Yes. What's happening? We're moving. We're moving. Author. Author and host of the Vibe Session every Sunday night. My man, please, please, please. I, I got I to gotta let you introduce yourself, man, because you... You 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 know how this game work. You know how to do this, man. Well, not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, little pot me helping, man. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. So let's let's jump to the vibe sessions first because we're gonna get into the book. Um, 
one tell the people what it is and how did that come about vibe sessions man it's a platform uh we discuss life love and music so uh myself and my my brother nitty green from the group riff we uh we was talking about it for a minute like this was long before the pandemic we was like we got to get something going right so our original idea was to just kind of like uh put a crew together and get some cameras and just kind of like meet people where they were right and just try to get get you know uh do just random questions whether it be music whether it be life what, what regardless of what it is just kind of like you know meet people where they were just kind of touch some people and just kind of feel what people were mentally at that particular time um so we talked about it and talked about it but things were moving for everyone so um what we did was uh we never got to it right <laughs> so then you know works. um yeah right. the unsuspected pandemic happens right so um originally he was going to put one together with uh the group the guys from the group just so that they could stay visible while mm -hmm. the pandemic was happening and um whatever happened um it that didn't happen the guys i guess they wasn't with uh you know doing the whole podcast thing so everybody ain't built for it yeah yeah pretty much so <laughs> what happened was uh he hit me one day he was like bro your book is coming out uh why don't why don't you jump on with me and let's let me just interview you about the book. Let's just talk about this book and you know, let's see, you know, let's see where we're going with it so people can, you know, kind of uh, understand what's going on out here. So I did. Uh we got on, he interviewed me, and then um we got a real nice response to the interview, man. And then um he's like, yo, we gotta do a part two. So we ended up doing a part two to the interview. Mm -hmm. And uh before we even finished that interview, he was like, uh he was like, yo, we got to come back with it, man. We got to come back with it, right? <laughs> so um, he and I, we talked along with his lady, Danielle, who's, uh, who's the producer, Danielle Silver. And she, they were like, listen, why don't you just co-host the show with me? Vibe sessions, we can discuss life, love, and music. And let's just see where it takes us. So we did, man. And we started inviting some of um, our old peers back from 90s, you know, the 90s R&B artists. We started bringing some of those guys on. And then um, we'd have those moments where we did uh, open up and talk about, you know, life's relationships, not just love between man and woman, but, you know, mm -hmm. parental uh, relationships, family relationships. So we have those moments where they, we, we discuss those things as well. And man, um, it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride, man. I have I have fun doing it. I enjoy it, man. And you guys know, man, you can have those moments, man. Uh, each yeah. one teach one where you really uh, are learning things, man, that you really didn't know, not just about that individual, but maybe about that particular topic. Right. Yeah. And man, it's just like it's it's been a growing period, man, for me personally, uh, mentally, emotionally, man. It's just been like something man. it has been a, a growth period, man, where I felt like with everything that we were going through with the particular pandemic that um, we all needed that. We needed that outlet, right? Because what we didn't want to do is oversaturate uh, social media with more of the same of everything that was going on, you know, talking about the virus, talking about, you know, stimulus, talking about people losing jobs, talking about people losing family members. But it was just because all of us, we were losing, 
right? Mm -hmm. So if we didn't physically lose someone, um, we were losing in some way. So it was just like, we just needed to give people an outlet to come in, man, and enjoy that hour, right? Let's laugh. Let's, let's, let's chop it up. Let's, uh, let me help you understand that we know what you're feeling and you're not the only one feeling that. So don't get too down on yourself, man, to whereas you want to give up because we're all in it together. And we did, when we did that, man, and we, and the people that come in in the chat, man, it's, it's great because they just take care of one another emotionally. So if someone's sharing something in the chat, there's always another person to say, we're praying for you. We got you. We understand you. And man, that's that's been, for me, that's been the blessing in the entire thing, man. Just to have people connect in a way where, you know, they're like, wow, um, this is helpful to everyone. And yeah, it's fun, man. I enjoy it, man. We're on every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, yeah, we, we just we just go out there, man, and have a blast. That's all. I've been in a few episodes. I've caught a few, man. And y'all, it's crazy because y'all dynamic, it works. Um, you know what I mean? And like some of the things y'all touch on, it's, it's, it's needed. Um, I know what we do here. We don't really provide a public service sometimes. <laughs> we, uh, we just like to talk shit and have fun, man. But it's 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 sort of along the same lines because we had that that thing which is like when this show started, a lot of people was going through a lot um, mentally. I mean, just like you said, we lost we was losing people physically, mentally, or spiritually. A lot of people were getting lost. Um, so I wanted to provide whether it was an hour, a half hour, however long we started to go, man, of just a place for people to you know get some of that off of you and just come laugh and and just have a good time so i think more shows like that are needed everybody does the the pandemic angle and uh and all that but i mean some people just need that love and that laughter i I feel like that's one of those medicines um so i definitely think they should tune into the show every sunday at seven um i've caught it like i said i've caught it and it was it was it was a wonderful thing um Let's get into the book. Um, and, and I want you to tell people how how you how this book came about before we get to the name and everything. Well, the book um, came about naturally. Uh, I, w- I was in a marriage and, and um, there was a divorce that, that took place. Right. But this book happened maybe years later, man. Um, so like for a minute, I was just, um, I just, just the creative uh, part of me. It was kind of like, um, I just kept hearing this thing, transition, transition, transition. So I'm like, so I'm, I was telling my lady at the time, like, listen, I really don't know what it's about, but you know, I, I ignored it, you know, like we often do. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, then it, I it just kept, it kept hitting me. Then I started, you know, having common random conversations with people. And it was like, man, your transition was, uh, you know, pretty special, right? In the way you handled it. So then it, it all started coming together. Like, man, maybe I really need to write about this particular experience of mine, right? Because we always hear about divorce 
from the woman's side, we always hear the female's perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. never hear the male's perspective at all. Why? Because as men, man, we always want to be macho about everything, right? And ignore the fact that we are emotional beings as well. So what happens is, right, what happened was I was like, yeah, let me put this in, in writing, my experience, right? So maybe I can help somebody else. And that's what I did, man. Um, I put, <laughs> I got, I opened up the laptop, man, and um, and I started writing, man, in no particular order, right? Started writing, and like they just the, the ideas started flowing, the concepts started flowing, and man, we put it together, man, and um, it was just so many different elements, though. Once you get into that, man, you can't just be like, okay, this is all I'm gonna say and leave it at that because then you're going to cheat. Not only are you going to cheat yourself, you're going to cheat someone else, right? No, that you're really goodness. trying to help. So it's like, you just got to be open and honest. So I want it to be an open book. I want it to be vulnerable about the situation. They want to pull any punches. I just wanted to be open and honest and letting people know like, listen, man, this is what my journey was like. This is what I went through because at the end of the day, I know I'm not the only one that, mm -hmm. that that had that same feeling when they went through that particular journey. Yeah. That is deep. I I want because we, we spoke on something like earlier we when we came on. Um right now there's a a lot of people who are going through um, transitions right now, you know what I mean? Just kind of going through um, different emotions and different um, things. Um, where do you stand on as far as mental health with men? Because that's a subject that doesn't get um, approached a lot. Um, you just said it yourself, like a lot of guys, when we go through something, we, we feel we have to be macho. We feel we have to um, act like it never happened or it didn't hurt. Um, We're just internalizing you, it. Yeah, when we bottle it up. Um, where are you at on as far as like just that aspect of things? Well, here it is. My family and I, we just had this conversation probably two weeks ago, right? Um because, and I think it all stems from, let's understand where it starts at, right? These internal wounds, that's that's what I like to call them. They're internal wounds. They start growing up, right? Let's just think about the black culture, right? Think about when you were a little boy, you fall and you hurt yourself. What's the first thing a man in your family would tell you? You better not cry, right? Walk it off. But, yeah, but why? Walk it it off. hurts, right? Why? It hurts, right? We feel too. So it's just... Um, that stigma, man, that we've always carried throughout life, right? And no one ever wanted to correct it. We just want to continue mm. that horrible trend, right? So now we wonder why we have so many angry black men in the street or young black men, right? It's because of things like this. Oh, you are you're you're this if you cry. You're that. No. I'm I'm still a man, but I'm just like I just have to get this emotion out. So I can relieve myself. I tell you, I have a son who actually, man, for um, for a while, who was dealing with uh, mental health, right? And um, I didn't understand it, but when he spoke to myself and his moms about it, 
we never said, oh, you just, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, well, if there's something wrong, let's see what we can do to get help, right? Because again, it's taboo for black mm-hmm. people to go sit down with a therapist and get their self together emotionally, right? Because again, oh, you crazy. Every time you go see a therapist, you crazy. No, I'm not crazy. It's yeah, just some, yeah, it's just some mental and emotional thing that I just can't deal with myself, right? And who can you trust more than someone you don't know to talk about it, right? So yeah. you go see a therapist. Why? Because if you talk to someone in the family, they're going to get on the phone. Well, you heard such and such going through that, right? And now what happens is now you go back into that sheltered place, right? Because now you're being judged. So mm-hmm. the only thing to do is go to um, you know, a therapist. So, man, this young man came to me, man. He said, Dad, I need help. That's my superhero. I call him that every single day I speak to him. When I call, he's out in college. He's, he's in Florida in college. And when I call him and I talk to him, I ask him every day. But I do this with all my boys. I need a number. Right? So that's our mental health check-in. On a scale mm-hmm. from 1 to 10, give me a number. And based on where you are, then we need to talk about that, right? But also, I let them know that it's okay not to be okay, man. Because this life thing happens, and and it beats us down, right? So I know as an older black man, I struggle with a lot of things. So how can I expect my younger black men to just be like, hey, whatever? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we need this number to check in with one another so that we can get each other right because we're all responsible for each other so mental health with men i think man like you say it definitely and not just athletes right because the athletes are starting to do it man and that's cool right because we always want to trend off something that's popular yeah we never want to just dig in like we never want to if we see someone um that's an athlete making millions of dollars they're talking about mental health we support that all day if we see our homeboy that we grew up with that's talking about mental health, yo, this dude crazy. What's wrong with him? Yeah, that, yeah, and, that yeah. and I think that's a problem. A real problem. Because we are seeing that more and more. Um, and to touch on with you, yeah, as far as telling family, it's, it's, it's almost like your family doesn't believe you have a problem or they don't want to address it. That's, yeah, um, yeah. And the issue lies in... Oh, I'm gonna say it. Family secrets. Those those skeletons yeah. in the closet. You know yeah. what I mean? Those, a lot of those don't get refixed. You know, it's a vicious cycle of the things you see as a kid, you kind of repeat as a man. You know, and then your son sees you doing that. So now when they, you know, and that, it's that cycle we need to break. Um, and sometimes it's hard to break because as black people, we don't often get those tools that, um, other counterparts get um, because nobody believes in therapy and psychobabble. Um, talking your feelings out makes you feel like less of a man. Sometimes they say, uh, you know, your dad's not telling you, you know, butterflies and rainbows. He's telling you, you know, hard things, you know, so it, it, it gets to a point to where, um, like what you're doing with your sons, it, it's, it's big. And we all need to adopt some kind of method like that. Um, just because to break that cycle, it 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 starts with one, 
but it takes more. And that's I, I commend you for setting a standard with your boys on checking out checking their mental health and checking on each other and expressing that because we do get this as you said eternal wounds uh and it's demonized with especially in the black family in the black yeah. households you know it's just it's a demonizing culture that for several reasons they don't realize it's demonizing because it's a cycle that they're stuck in and don't realize it um not realizing or recognizing mental sickness, you know, not knowing how to deal with mental health, period, or just, and that's not just with men, it's with men and women, and then like DC said, like the family secrets. So it's it's a it's a multi-tiered issue. Yeah. I think we don't have the tools to even properly recognize what mental uh, breakdowns look like because a lot of times it's looked at as ain't nothing wrong with them. They just seeking attention. Crazy. Or, yeah. And crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, that's our favorite word. Crazy. Yeah. Right. For everything. That, right. Or we nothing nothing else everything. makes sense. Oh, it's yeah. going to be crazy. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Because we don't understand it. Right. So mm-hmm. instead of just saying, Hey, we don't understand what's going on. So maybe we need to sit down and figure this thing out. Oh, they crazy. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be responsible. And that's my thing. No one ever wants to be responsible. Everybody just always want to be like, ah, whatever, right? But then we have, we as people, it, it's it's so baffling to me, right? Is that we always try to walk around like it's all good. Why are you all tore up inside trying to look good for another person that's just as tore up inside as you are, right? Mm. Instead of talking this thing out, not only healing yourself, but helping that other individual heal, right? right so right. now we start this conversation and more people get engaged in conversations like this, right? Mm-hmm. And we can begin the healing process. But why don't we want to begin the healing process? Because we because fear that pain. I think some people like feeling that pain. Some people I, have got I, so used to like being that. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, used I'm to a... being the victim that it's easier to be a victim than it is a survivor. I'm a yeah. quote Jennifer. I'm a quote Jennifer Lewis. She said, "When you are in shit for so long, you stop smelling the shit." <laughs> it's just yeah. that's just what it is, and it's it's really no other way to look at it. They they like living in the pain. They like that's why they that's their coping mechanism. I need to get some of these comments up here. I've been slacking yeah. on my pimping, and, and that's and yeah. that's because no one really showed them how to deal with right. it. True. Right. So a lot of times we like to credit stuff to, are they grown? They should know. Yeah, but now, nah, but if you were never taught, I don't care how old you are. If, if Listen, if you were never taught how to play basketball, just because you're a certain age, don't you mean you're going to go out there and shoot the rock. I'd have exactly. some seven-foot bums. But that's true, though, man, because if you it. don't have the tools, yeah. It's hard for you to do something, you know, um, and it's weird and it's crazy at the same time. Um, I like that quote right there. Two dead batteries waiting to be charged. That's my cousin, man. She, she love, what's up, Sheila? That's my cousin from the Bronx, man. (laughs) It's, it's, it it is a conversation that do be have, um, 
We've had it a few times on this platform. I've seen it on your guys' platform. I've, I've seen it a lot, and I'm I'm proud. I'm happy to see it because as someone who grew up in that cycle of not knowing, and I still sometimes don't know, um, because I didn't get those. I didn't get the loving family side of things. You know what I mean? But having a wife and a son, I'm trying. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes you like making that effort. It's cool, but you really got to try. Um, cause it's easy to say you are, but you got to put in that work. Um, and nowadays, especially like these last, like these last few years, I know it's been hard on everybody. You know, you're trying to work, you're trying to take care of home, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to do all these things and it just feel like it's never quite right. You know what I mean? It's never quite enough. And it's easy to get beat down in those defeats, but um, you can't because it's easy to quit. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't quit. I mean like, yeah. But that's that loser's mentality, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna just shut it down, right? So, um, and that's what COVID did. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. COVID did for a lot of people who has that mentality, right? Because they yeah, just they wanted to be dead anyway, right? Like, you know what I mean? Emotionally, they wanted to die anyway emotionally. So once COVID hit, they's like, oh man, yeah, this really nah, it hasn't, right? But now you now you're gonna ride that wave, right? Mm -hmm. Because you feel like that's a legitimate excuse or reason. Wow. And that's yeah. not always the case. You got to push through that. Listen, man, we know it's tough, right? But we just, listen, man, as tough as it is. That's why I said we, we as brothers, when we make connections like this, mm. man, we can't just log off these podcasts, right? And, right. and not check in with one another at the end of the day. We can't yes. sit here, right? Have these conversations and, and the people like check in and they see us have these conversations, right? And then, oh, oh, that was a cool interview. And then not hear from one another again. So we gotta, we gotta start being responsible in a manner where we say, you know what? Let's take each other's phone numbers, right? Let's make that check-in chain longer, right? Mm -hmm. Let's check in with all the brothers. Let's let's grow that. Let's grow that mm -hmm. that thing where, yo, Chris, what's your number today? DC, what's your number today, right? Because as brothers, man, we need one another because it may yes. be something Chris iron. has. Yeah, it may be something Chris have that I may need. It may be something DC has that I may need or vice versa, right? But we mm -hmm. won't know that if yeah, we're not checking in with each other, right? And instead, we're all in our own homes trying to fight this thing ourselves, right? And and that's that's we're, we're not we're never going to win that way. No. You know, I, I Besides being on here and having my own podcast, I have TikTok, and every day I do a motivational Monday, like a quote. I just do a quote, you know, and just expressing. And, and I've gotten a lot of really good response because people need that. They need something to turn to. They're like, you know what? I was feeling crappy, or I was feeling guilty about. Uh, uh, saying no about something when I'm so used to doing, 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 doing. And, and it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. It's okay to to not feel okay about stuff. You just have to learn it's how okay to express It's okay to be tired. Exactly. Um, it's okay to be sick and tired. You know, you know what's <laughs> yeah. you know, crazy about the way the universe and 
things work. This show wasn't going to be this show. I actually had another idea called Bro. It's going to be Brothers Reaching Out. But I reached out to the brothers who were supposed to do the show with me. They didn't want to do it or they didn't. They wasn't serious about it. So I came up with what shit because that was my answer to him. Like, but it's, <laughs> I, but it's true, man. Cause it's like, and that, and that mentally that messed me up. Cause it was like, everybody was talking about, yeah, let's do something. Let's do something. Let's grow. And then when I tried to give you the opportunity, it was like, nah, I'm good. But now it's like, it, it just, because it wasn't supposed to be, it wasn't, and it was just brothers, you know what I'm saying? Guys I grew up with just kind of talking about life. I mean, kind of what we do here now, but it's more on a, on a, I wouldn't say slapstick style, but it's more, more humor than, than, than sternness. You know, it's just the same thing, but we try to lessen the blow. Yeah. I mean, trying to, because I grew up knowing that laughter, I felt laughter was the best medicine. Um, No matter how hard your day is, if you can get a good laugh in or cry, cry laughing i don't know um but it just makes you feel better at least i felt like that um so that's i felt like was my civic duty to provide was humor um everybody has their their role and the easier we learn that role the better i was mentally as far as knowing what i was doing in some places uh, when it comes to expressing emotions that's a whole different ball of wax which we all need to be able to get past and it's easier to say and give advice but it's harder to take that advice when you know I haven't done it right myself but I feel like this is how it should be done Yeah. so but sometimes we just need to take our own advice um, and I think that's another thing that's uh, really hard for a lot of people men men and women is not knowing when to take that advice their own advice yeah you know and apply that, it right yeah right at which particular moment to apply it right so i mean but for me again we all struggle with those things so mm-hmm. i always try man and i and i and i tell you um at first for me i was like when when I got out of that particular situation, right, and um, I went through that whole that whole journey and that process, man, it taught me a lot about myself, right? A, it humbled me because after so many years of being with one individual, man, you become interdependent, right? So now, once that's taken away from you, you're basically starting all over. Now it's just like leaving home, right? You got to learn how to think for yourself. You got to learn how to how to walk by yourself. You got to learn how to talk by yourself. And um, and one thing I did not want to do um, was to just rush into a whole nother situation. This time I said, you know what? I'm going to learn me because a lot of people, we don't know ourselves and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to know ourselves. Right. So I said, I'm going to take this time to really learn me because how can I be true to the next individual if I really don't know who I am? So Mm. I'm going in with a lie, right? So let's build, let's build me first. And man, it was some things, man. I had a great supporting cast, man. My family was phenomenal, man. My dad and my uncles, man, they were hardcore with it, but it was all real, right? 
And it was days, man, I, I used to look at them like, come on, bro, can y'all just ease up? <laughs> like, <laughs> just ease up on a brother for a little like, man, bit. I need to breathe for a minute. Come on, just man, a minute. I, I, this headache I got right now, man, I can't deal right now with you guys, man. So between those guys, man, and um, I had some great, great friends, man, that were really, um, I mean, tolerating me, man, I, I, to the point where I'm like, it was moments, man, we'd be sitting in a circle, man, just cracking jokes, laughing, and then I'm just crying. And they looking at me like, yo, you all right? I'm like, really, I don't know, right? Because it's this mix of emotions, man. Uh, but I had a great supporting cast, man. So I, now my thing is, anything that you do, man, you definitely got to surround yourself, man, by a group of positive individuals that can really help, right? But they keep it 100 with you, but they don't try to, like, my my crew, my family is the type of dudes, man, where if you're wrong, just because you're on their team, that doesn't mean they're going to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I know there were some mistakes I made in this situation to cause this to happen. Right. And there were some mistakes she made as well. So, again, until we start owning up to our role in things, we're going to always struggle with trying to process the outcome of things. And that's what's you know, that's what we get messed up at. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, this is what I'll do. I'll sit back. I'll go through this pain. This is the only way I'm going to heal. I'm not going to cheat the process. I committed to not cheating the process because, again, we have the, we already have those internal wounds built from growing pains, growing up. So I just wanted to be better because what I did not want to do is cheat my kids because they were younger when we divorced, right? So, again, this is a situation that was forced upon them. They didn't ask for this. So I had to make sure as dad, I continued my role into caring and protecting and providing for my kids. So I took myself out of the equation and I moved my probably a block away from where they live. Because what I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to be a weekend dad. I wasn't going to be a holiday dad. I wasn't going to be a birthday dad. That that's that's never been my role in their life. And that wasn't going to be my role. Okay, I divorced my ex-wife. I didn't divorce my kids. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wanted them to understand that as tough as this situation is, I'm here. I'm still showing up at football practice. I'm still showing up at football games, back to school nights. And there was days where if you didn't want to go home, you could come to my house. So you still had some sense of normalcy where you still stayed in, in touch with me daily. So I, I did that. So my thing, my my process of healing was to make sure my kids were good. And as I saw them get better with the situation, it helped me get better. And then that's when I began to grow as a person, a better person, a better father, a better uh, friend, a better man in general. And then I just, you know, kind of sat back and I kind of picked my spots with dating and I, and I did little tests, right, to see if I was ready to date. So I would go on little dates just to see if uh, my patients were there, uh, you know, to see if, um, okay, if I was even interested in this this part of my life again, right? So I tell you one time, um, young lady, I knew her for years, 
And so we had reconnected on Facebook, right? It was in the inbox and was like, oh, let's just chill tonight. She was like, okay, cool. So um, she's like, where do you want to go? I said, you can come to my place. No problem. We'll watch a, a movie. You know, I'll fix something like, you know, and, and, you know, we'll just sit down, chop it up and we'll, you know, we'll enjoy the evening. So um, she came to the house uh, and this was in the middle of the winter. So as soon as she walked in, right, she's like, oh, my God, it's hot in here. The middle of the winter. Got my heat on. What do you, what do you like? What do you expect? You know? So when she said that, I said, yeah. I'm gonna need you to leave. Like it upset at me. Mm. Like I really asked her to leave. So um, the next day I'm with my boys. It's like, so I told them what happened. They was like, yo, I think you overreacted, man. I said, I might have, but that was, that was me seeing that I just wasn't ready, right? Because I felt like instead of her coming in, saying, all right, nice place. Hey, he, he got it nice and warm in here. She, I felt like she came in complaining. So I didn't have the mental space for that. So I kindly asked her to leave. So my mm-hmm. guys, they they rolled me about it, man. It's like, yeah, man, you was a little cold on that one, bro. Like, come on, call her back, apologize, and try to set up another evening with her. Okay, lo and behold, I did, right? I apologized to her. Then uh, I said, let's let's go to the we let's go to the movies this weekend, right? She's like, cool. She's like, um, you're, you're going to pick me up? I said, no, you drive your car and I'll drive my car. Um, we went to go see this movie. Uh, Why did I get married too? That's what was out. Ooh. Right? Ooh. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, Tyler Perry was hot, man. Why not? You know? Yeah, this, this uh, is true. You know? This is true. Yeah, so, so we go <laughs> this see. This is a good time. Why, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Let's go see Why Did I Get Married too. So, you know, everybody wanted to see the movie. So, cool. So, uh, I meet at the movie theater. We go inside, right? You know, trailers run for about 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, pretty much the whole so, movie. Yeah, so so we go in. there at we, 7, movie starts at 8 o'clock. Yeah, start at 8.30, yeah, right? 8.15, something like that. So we're at the concession stand, getting whatever we're getting to go into the theater. I run into a few friends of mine, and um, we start talking. I introduce her as my friend, right? And so she gets upset about this. I said, so what's wrong? She was like, oh, your friend? I said, yeah, like, you know, who else are you? Like, you know, so (laughs) the entire time uh, we're inside the theater while the trailers are going before the movie going, she's just like really harping on this, this friend thing, right? So I said, okay, do me a favor. She said, what's that? I said, I need you to hold this drink for me. I'm gonna run to the bathroom, I'll be right back. So I walked out the movie theater, I got in my car and I went home. And I just told my guys, I said, uh, for now I'm done. It's like, wow, what's wrong? I said, I'm just saying for me, mentally, I'm not there. I can't, I'm I'm not in a place where I can explain things to anyone that's feeling Mm -hmm. some type of way about something because I'm still going through my transition. Right. And, and I did, man. And I shut it down, man. And I think that's a process that a lot of people skip. That's why they go into another relationship and it doesn't work out. Then they go into another relationship and it doesn't work out. 
then they're going mm-hmm. like so it's it, 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 again that's that cycle that vicious mm-hmm. cycle that we was talking about man i think people really need to take time to learn themselves so that they can help others in the process of learning themselves yeah right right that was a player move though you left it with the drink i'm gonna <laughs> I don't like confrontation. I don't. I don't I like confrontation, right? So when you when you start digging like that, then myself, me personally, I'll just remove myself from the situation. I, which is, it, it was because like that was what the, <laughs> maybe the second day. It was kind it of was even, yeah. That that was probably the first because remember I put you out immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she Mac. I left her. I did leave her. She was yeah, she yeah, it was over after that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> in that in that particular situation, the the, the, the right but choice. It was, was I, I'm not gonna anyway. lie, I think it was warranted. Cause yeah. your you your gut told you when she walked in the house, it, she was like, It's too damn hot. You was like, Yeah, you yeah. got to go. Yeah. Sunday right. Yeah. It's a it's a balmy forty eight degrees in here. You yeah. you you crazy. <laughs> you got hot flashes already, you got to go. But then we get to the movie theater and I'm like, hey, this is my friend. And then you get upset because I called you friend and we ain't put nothing on the table. I haven't seen you in the biblical sense or nothing. And you already upset because I called you friend. Something ain't right. You a little. That's the type of she already got the wedding dress in the closet. It might have been in the trunk. She was just waiting on the movie to go right. She was going to have you uh, at the altar. Especially since I invited her to that one, right? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, he liked me. Yeah, why did uh, I get married too? Okay, yeah. He yeah she was like, one. oh, he he wedding bells already. <laughs> he, he moving kind of fast, but uh, I like it. I like you, and I want you. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I, I don't think, it was like, <clears throat> sometimes you got to trust that. Like, it, it, it might yeah. seem weird. You, it might seem crazy. We didn't all have some crazy dates, um, see crazy people. I mean, someone we weren't proud of. Uh, someone was just so out there. Uh, we learned hearts. from them. We learned from them. That's, my, that's, that's another one of our cousins, man, from Jersey. I was gonna say it ain't for me and Chris. I think that's <laughs> <me>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> my family doesn't love me that much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will after tonight. Yeah, one night, one one day, maybe I'll make them proud. Just, just give them a hug. Tell, tell them you love them. <laughs> you know, I found out a lot of. You know, I found out a lot of black families don't do that. Like hug and stuff. And, and tell each other that they love them. Yeah, I tried to make it a point because in my family, it wasn't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like a funeral or something like that or a special occasion. You might be like, hey, man, you know I love you. Um, yeah. Now, I do it, man. I, I don't care what it is. I, Every I, phone I call. Right? Sometimes, man, <laughs> I call some of my, my peoples and they like, yo, something wrong? Like, nah, I'm checking in, making sure you're good, right? You know what I mean? I've good, gotten like, better you. at that because... Yeah. Time is short, and the pandemic really, oh, really showed me so it. much. I mean, like it was hard, um, like the beginning of it, because right when it happened, my dad passed. So, wow. you know, we didn't know whether it was COVID. We couldn't see him. We couldn't go to the hospital. Couldn't even touch him. It was crazy. And not only that, he was kind of in a coma. So to not only have COVID, and we can't really see him. I had to drive to Cincinnati, which is like four hours. We drove down to Cincinnati when I found out it happened. And you, when you get that phone call, it's like, whoa, shit, um, what do I do? So I drove like four hours to go. I get to the hospital. I was like a lunatic. I'm like at the door, like, I want to see my dad. What's going on? He's like, oh, we can't let you in. It's a net. So 
you know, fast forward like four days later, um, to have to, you know, like pull that plug. It, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something, it's the weirdest thing, um, to ever have to do. You know what I mean, um, like I would never wish that on anybody. Um, and it, it was something that stuck with me for a while. But the thing that got me through was podcasting and my family, you know, being able to just release all that and talk as much as I want about any and everything. It kind of got me through that. So I think people need to find a, not, I wouldn't say advice because advice makes it sound bad, yeah. <laughs> you know. They need um, an outlet. An outlet, yes, an outlet. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. They need an outlet. Because a lot of times people have too much time, and especially with everything that was going on, too much time on their hands. Um. So I think people need to just find a hobby, an outlet, something that makes you, um, kind of clear your head because a lot of times those thoughts in your head is not always a good thing. Um, I can't ride around in my work truck without a radio. I'll go crazy. Like if I don't have music playing while I'm driving, I drive ninety percent of my day and I go crazy. LD, that's the worst argument to have, man. That one with yourself, like. Oh How, my God! You know what I mean? Like, that mirror turn on you, and you gotta look at yourself, and you by yourself, and then nothing but you in the open road for about an hour and a half, and you gotta look at yourself and talk to yourself. Hey, hey man, you don't know right. if you're winning you don't, or losing that argument, right there. I've right? lost plenty of those arguments, man. That's I've lost. Aggravating. That's an aggravating. I've lost. I think I lost ninety percent of them arguments. I'm like uh, one in ten right now with myself in the truck. It, it's not. It's not looking good. I look like a Cleveland Browns record in that truck right now because it, it's it's a hard thing to do because you have so much. And me, I don't sleep. I'm always thinking and and, and trying to silence that. So I, I do stuff like this. I play video games. I listen to music. I do things that try to get me away from that, but it's hard. It like is. Having a conversation with yourself is the hardest thing you have to do when you're not used to it or if you're not ready. Um, that look in that mirror and that mirror turning you on its own and look you straight in your eye. You got to look at yourself. You realize a lot of things, um, either in that moment that you didn't know or that you did know that you should be doing. Yeah. Um, but you got to sometimes I, I, I do it, you know, I'm like, Hey man, you know, you fucked up. You should have probably said that. It's necessary um, though. Right? How are we gonna correct the behaviors if we don't, you know what I mean, admit to our wrongdoing at times? So yeah, I mean, it's it, definitely it, it necessary. Ain't easy. It's not easy. No, it's not. Um, but it's necessary. Not easy. Yeah. But necessary. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we gotta we gotta come to grips with things like that, man. Nikki Noble, this is my best friend, man, of thirty plus years, man. This is. My hey, Nikki. Right here. Like, yeah. Hola. Let's get on the screen. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hello. That's, that's my Bienvenidos. And all yep. those other French hello words and other languages. <laughs> Don't laugh, Sheila. It's, it's hard to be uh, talking to yourself. Like, I've seen people. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people in the mall try to have that conversation in the, in the dressing room. Um <laughs> <laughs> Why you just, you know you can't fit this. Why are you putting uh, it? It might be both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it might be both of y'all, the inside you and the outside you. You never know. But sometimes you got to be able to talk to both. Um, 
Because if not, it's a long road. Yeah, man. So I, that's that's road. why I thought, and that's another reason why it wasn't. See, the book for me wasn't just about the whole relationship piece, right? It was just about me expressing my journey and um, mm-hmm. some of the things I had to do uh, in terms of self healing in order to get myself right. So I wanted people to kind of, um, you know, take their relation to what they were struggling with. You know what I mean? In coalition with this story and just kind of, um, you know, kind of find their journey in it as well. And uh, because whether it's a relationship with uh, a significant other, a family member or whatever the case may be. Right. The pain is the pain. Right. Yeah. And we still have to find a way to not only get through this pain. Right. Because I think I think the worst word to me in the vocabulary is um cope right why 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 is it when we're talking about it oh you got we got to learn how to cope with nah why yeah i don't why why do we have to it sounds too much like you're just dealing yeah exactly right it sounds like giving up that's exactly what it is to me giving up so why are we coping with something that hurts no i do i have to do that I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's cool, right? But no, we we can't cope with pain. We have to, like, we have to deal with it. We have to really deal with it. And and listen, man, we have to attack some of these things, man. And we have to do better as people. We have to do better as people. We're responsible for kids. I'm a teacher. Let me tell you something. What hurts me the most, man, is seeing these babies come into these buildings and the mental an emotional state that they're in, right? But we can't blame it on them mm-hmm. because they're they're babies. We can like people always say, "Are oh, these kids bad?" Nah, they're not. This is what they're taught, right? So then, when you start having these conferences with parents, and you start yeah. hearing the dialogue that's coming from the adults. It it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart it's, because it's, it's in those moments you realize yeah, you still have to do your job when it comes to the conferences. But then yes. it's in that same moment you realize, in kind of in the back of your head, you like your internal monologue is like, yeah, this. Uh, this hey, no, is Chris. Chris, I'll tell you, I'm I'm probably one of the most upfront and honest people that you want to meet. I let them have it, brother. I do. Yeah, that's because I'm a dad. I like that. Yeah. I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm I'm 100 a dad. Right? right? Are so they I are do. they really are they much pretty much taken aback when you put it out there on the table? Yeah, a lot of them are. See, because I'm gonna tell you what happens if I'm if I'm sharing something with them about their child, right? It's because I spend this moment or this time in this building with them daily, Monday through Friday, right? Mm -hmm. And these are things that I see, right? And a lot of times the kids talk to us about things that they won't dare talk to their parents about because a a lot of the parents are just going your room, go play that game, go do that. Just, you know what I mean? So they don't get that moment to share. So when I'm sitting there and I'm telling parents that their kids are struggling with easy math or, or just simple things and they're, Oh, they're barking at me like, 
oh, you guys are teachers and you just need to do it. Like you're, it's easy to say it, but when you don't have, that's the first thing they say is when you don't have kids, it's easy. Okay. Since you opened that Pandora's box, I'm I'd coming in. Have it. Now, once you <laughs> let me in, I let them know, listen, I'm a parent first. I'm an educator second, right? And I do know my role as a parent is to make sure I build a foundation before my kids went to anyone's school building. So when they went there, they not only had the structure of learned behaviors, but they had the structure of one plus one, two plus two. You know, the basics, learning how to spell my name, learning how to write, learning. Man, these kids don't know their home address in the fifth grade today. Mm. That's fifth sad. grade. I knew that by it's third. Sad. They don't Second know their home third. address. You I'm sitting in this classroom me. with fifth graders today struggling, doing simple fraction math, and they beating themselves to the core because they can't understand it. But when you talk to these parents, oh, that's because time out, right? Time out. Now let's understand what we need to do as a team to make sure this kid gets it. That's, you know what happened? That's my main concern. Yes. You you know what happened? It used to be an old saying: "It takes a village to raise a child." Mm, that's so gone. The village when the village is full of idiots, it's kind of hard. That's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gone. Because a lot so of people, a lot of people don't want to take that. It's an African proverb. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to take that attitude. Okay, and it's 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 scary. You know, again, nobody wants to be responsible for their role in anything, man. Everybody wants to push everything off to. But listen, man, you are kid, like, you are failing your kids in a major, major way, man. And they're never gonna win in life because they they take on the attitude that you take on, right? Now they come there like, okay, whatever. so whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people react in ways. Adults, I've seen grown adults acting in ways that they shouldn't even be react, reacting to and they have kids and wonder why the kids react in those type of situations yeah because you aren't exibiting the same type of you're exhibiting the same it's type of attitude learned that you behavior. Yeah, yeah it, it is it is right and again um that's why i'm taking the initiative you know to do my part to get better because i'm listen I, I wasn't perfect as a dad i'm not gonna lie when i started with my boys it was physical right Every time they did something they shouldn't have been doing because that's what I was taught, mm -hmm. right? And then um, <laughs> I tell you, it was funny what made me change my perspective on that, though, right? My son started playing football. So they started spending a lot of time in the weight room, you know? Yep. And dad's really <laughs> not that big, right? Like, you know, dad's not that big. Let's, let's just call it what it is, right? So these blows all of a sudden, right, doing that. wasn't taking effect. So I sat down one day, I said, you know what? I got to come up with a different way, right? Yeah, let's talk about this thing. <laughs> so it was at that moment when I realized we had to have these teachable moments, right? Let's sit down, let's talk things out, let's understand why we're doing them, right? And, and the repercussions of doing certain things. Now let's learn 
And, and I tell you, man, and my response, the response that I get from these kids, man, even as young adults now, is so much more positive than it was when I was, you know, like beating them down for doing crazy things, man. But yeah, like, yeah, it was that, it was them boys thing. being in the weight room, though, that, that made me change. That made me change that thing real quick, though, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny thing. you say that. Because I remember as a kid, my cousin was playing football. He got a little little muscle tool, and we was at the house. He did something. He broke something, and his mom was whooping him. Now, as she was whooping him, he was standing there straight like it wouldn't even bother him. And this man had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to look her dead in her eye and say, is this supposed to tickle or hurt? You let me know. <laughs> oh, when I say I fell out? Yeah, you listen. You, I, I looked at him. To, he looked at me. I said, oh. You's a bold mug, boy. But but he's letting her know, right, at that moment, this is no longer effective, right? But I'm going to tell you what we do as parents, right? We flip that to he's being disrespectful. Yeah. Right? Mm. Instead of listening to the message sometimes, right? Like, so when it happened with my son, I was like, okay. There's a message in this thing, and I really need to get it. You know, I, I need to get this message so that I can be better. Because why? We really don't want that to be the thing all the time, but we have to find different ways, man, different methods. But yeah, man, them, them she dudes, was, they she push up swinging. some stuff, man. You ever seen these kids go in these weight rooms, man? Oh, yeah. I used to coach football. I oh, see man. my sons, man. I'm like, bro, you lift that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. The it's, other, it's the other thing that changes is, you know, as parents, you get tired. You're like, I just don't have the energy to do this. Now you definitely uh, don't. <laughs> you definitely don't. Uh, and even, Man, and even if you do, it's in short bursts. And then you got to go in the room be like, damn, I Listen. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. It's, it's too much. It's, yeah, hey, you're right. Too much energy. I've been dealing with crazy kids all day long, right? I, I don't home. have the energy to come home and fight with these jokers, man. Like, it, it's definitely too much. But she, Sheila was right. He was crying out. Which and he was right because it's like sometimes we ignore these kids, right? Think about um, all these incidents with with kids committing suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why is that? Because we don't check in with our kids, man. We just assume that they're okay, right? Especially and teenagers. then yeah, mostly. especially yeah. teenagers, teenagers. Yeah, and then when, um, like she say, like little incidents like that, like your nephew, right, or or my son, or just little things like that, we're we're ignoring those things, we're ignoring those things, yeah, and, and it starts to build, man. It starts mm-hmm. to build, and like the pressures, the pressures, and like, listen, man, kids can't can't handle pressure. On well, some adults can't. So yeah, especially when they hit like puberty stages and everything else, and their hormones already going through the roof and now you want a, them to deal job. with yeah now you want them to deal with the emotional stress School, I, listen man i pray for kids every day i do because um with with all of this technology man and access to the world in the palm of their hands yeah they're they not allowed that. to be kids no right they're not allowed to be kids they have to grow up and like and and and, uh, and the parents don't like to protect their kids from the like. Listen, you have to protect your kids emotionally, yes. man. You have mm. to. They should not be. They should not have access to all of this stuff. There's so a lot. Young. 
There's like, a it's, lot. It's too I, much. Um, right, because there's some games I wouldn't let my son play with me, even though, you know, there. I mean, like gun games at a certain age, you weren't allowed to play them with me. He still can't play Grand Theft Auto. You can't rob still or kill no hookers or even do nothing with him in the backseat. There's none of that. Um, just because even though I know now is a different time of age, it's still I have to set a benchmark somewhere. Yeah. I have to yeah. let you know, like, yeah. yeah, I enjoy playing these games with you. This is what we do. This is how we, you know, unwind and bond. But at the same time, I have to set a standard. Like, there's still some things you need to learn in its natural progression. Because that's sure. and that's the problem, man. Like a lot of these kids these days, like I'm glad I didn't grow up in this era. I'ma be honest. Yeah. All right, man, I because thank God for that every day. <laughs> when I grew so up, it was I'm a lot slower. I'm so glad. It was I'm a lot extra. slower time, you know what I mean? You 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 didn't know a lot what you knew. The book the, the book the health books didn't have what it have now. The internet wasn't even really around. Um, you know, it was a lot of things that you wouldn't get access to. Now there's so much access to be had, like it's not even there's no surprise, you're there's numb, no wonder, there's no childlike joy because you you could just go on and hop on the internet, put type in one thing and you getting, you know, a thousand different things. Like so it's yeah, that's it's nice. hard. And, and these idiots, man, are tapping into kids' sites, right? And yeah. putting up the, the the craziest things, man. And it's like, again, you can't even, even if you don't allow them to get on certain sites, right? People are so demonized, man, to whereas they'll do, like, like, why? Like, what do you get out of ruining and, a, a, and a child? We had this conversation because we, and it's kind of polarizing, but we brought up R. Kelly. Because we were having this conversation about his music. And I was like, well, you got to be able to separate the man from the music. No, fuck that. No, I don't. No. I, no. That, it was that man who made that music. Like, like well, I don't why care do I when he started it? or why he started, he started. He was a grown man who made a decision. And it was like, oh, well, the parents should be. Yeah, the parents should be locked up too. But he could have still said no. So I don't condone. Like, when I make a mistake, there, there's no. Oh well, you shouldn't have thought about that. You should have no. There, it's come down, and you you think about what you did. Yeah. This man did this for years, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like an isolated incident. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like it was. And, and I understand that, and and, and there's there's some truth to that. Uh, what Sheila's saying, so, um, because there 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 was reports that he um got sexually abused him and uh, I think it was his sister. Um, which yes, that's true, but there's other people who have, who still hasn't went down that path. So that was more of a crutch for him. That yeah. was his get out of jail free card. Well, it happened to me and you know, uh, 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 and, 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 and I don't want it to come off as I have no sympathy, but I have a low tolerance for stupidity. Um, when you're grown and you make decisions that you have, you have to stand on that decision. Um, you know, money or not, you know, you, you know, right from wrong. And when you decide to not go with that feeling that you know is wrong, then you have a problem. And there are places people can sit you down to deal with that problem. And here's my deal, right? I, I, I take it a step further because a lot of people say it was a decision he made, right? What for me, um, it was a behavior that that's what and, it and more than anything. 
him allowing it to become a behavior is what really did it for me. Like, bruh, like, like, and then my thing is, and, and this is why, I, let's go back to the beginning of when we were talking, how I was saying it's so important to surround yourself, man, with positive people that care about you and as a person, right? Because you have all these people around you. Nobody's trying to make sure he's doing the right thing. But that's the thing. I think his people were enabling him because a lot of them were handlers. They would go out and look for yeah. him. So mm-hmm. it, it, handlers it was and just, enablers. So it was just, I wouldn't say he was set up to fail, but in that situation, you got to know I can say no. Yeah. You know, if I'm walking down the street and somebody offered me a crack pipe, I got the right to say no. They didn't put it to my lips and make me do it. You know what I mean? They can try, but I can still get up out of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Get up yeah. out of there. So he was in the room when it happened. He was there. He had some people go look. So whether it happened to him or not, I understand that. And I have full sympathy for people who are sexually abused. And I wish them nothing but the best and hope they get that help. But if you choose not to get the help and you decide to let that be a crutch or an excuse for you to go out and hurt somebody else. You have to deal with the consequences. Then we have a problem. Then there's an issue because I know people who that happened to and they're not out here, you know, preying on people or, you know, trying to throw money in a situation for, you know, whatever it is. They are trying to help those people like them. So there's two sides to every coin, you know. When you flip that coin, like this happened or this happens, whether this happens, you got to live with that consequence and that choice. We all do at the end of the day. Um, and that's what it really boils down to um, is knowing how to get out of those situations. When you're at the club and somebody buys you a drink, that doesn't automatically mean he gets to sleep with you. You know? Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. True. And that's why this is such a touchy subject because there's a lot of, and and I'm not an expert, you know, I'm just a podcaster who tells a few jokes and try to have fun, but there are some real things that, you know, I feel convictions on. And these are both mainly and solely my opinion. They do not represent Chris and they definitely don't represent none of our guests. Um, and I would never try to make a blanket statement, but as a man, if I see a man, as a man, if I hear about, like, I have goddaughters, I have nieces, you know what I'm saying? I have, you know, women in my life and they are important to me. So to hear about a guy doing this, it doesn't sit right. And then for people to try to defend it because of his music, it doesn't sit right. Because mm-hmm. if an average Joe did the same thing, he wouldn't get the same leniency. He wouldn't no. get the same the same level of tolerance. So that's where I have a problem. People, um, to use my man Dave Chappelle's word, be goo gobbling over celebrities. I like Kanye West, but what he's doing is crazy. Let's yeah. get that out front. I don't think what he's doing and how he's going about what he's doing is the right way to do what he's trying to accomplish. Um, I don't condone it, nor do I agree with it. I like his music, but he's out there doing some crazy stuff. And it's harmful not only to him, but other people around him. But because he's a celebrity, there's people like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, go do it. No, there, there's right ways and wrong ways to do it, whether you have money or not. And that was the problem. R. Kelly had money. Had he just been regular Robert Kelly from Chicago, we wouldn't have an issue. He wouldn't be getting the benefit of the doubt. He wouldn't be getting excuses made for him for over 30 plus years. 
So it didn't just start in, in 2012. It started in 1999. It probably started in the eighties. Um, so that's why I have a problem with it. That's why I feel the way I feel because once is a mistake, two might be an accident. Once is an accident. accident. Twice might be a mistake. Three times or more. It's a behavior. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And, some are easy to fix, some are not easy to fix, but at the same time, you gotta want to fix it. He didn't want to fix it until it was too late. Now I agree with you on that it. one, brother. I definitely agree with you on that one, one hundred percent. That's why it's important, man. This healing process is so important. That's why it's important to connect with others, man, and do that 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 mental health check in, man. Get that number on your on your people's, man. Um. You don't have to always grow up with people to check in on people, man. Like, you just run across people. Listen, man, again, I say this all the time, and if you guys ever slip slid on on Vibe Sessions, man, listen, we need each other as people, and we have to learn how to take care of one another. Like, this is yes. something, man, I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach, and I'm going to continue preaching, man, because – I say this all the time, man. We as black people are the corniest group of people you ever want to meet, man. We're too cool for our own good. I was telling my, 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 it was my dad, my mom's, and my sister, my older sister. We was talking, right? I'm like, yo, we corny. Like, think about when we do family gatherings, right? They have parties, they dance, they look at all these cultures, how they lock arms and do these special dances, right? I'm talking about the men, not just the women. Mm-hmm. All these different cultures, right? But we too cool, like, to get involved in stuff like this, man, to show that. But, again, it's just the way that we were brought up. So I wish, man, that we could um, form uh, uh, some type of brotherhood, man. I don't know what part of the country you brothers are in, man. but Ohio. We're in Ohio. <laughs> All right. I'm in, I'm in Delaware. And we need to, man. We need to find a way, man, where we could, um, if we got to have a, a retreat out in Ohio, have one back this way, but we need to, we really need to get together, man, because I know there's, there's hurt people in general, but man, listen, we as black men, man, we go through it, man. Like, and I, and I, yeah. and I, and listen, I pray for my sons every day they travel to and from work, to and from football practice, because man, like we can't I'm, even drive. I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I haven't said this. Scary I'm a, yeah. This might come off as, and I don't want the. Please don't ever take this as insensitive. But when I hear about somebody getting shot nowadays, I'm not even numb to it no more because it happens so much that it's just like, oh man, another one. Didn't know it was coming when or where, but I knew it was coming. Oh, um, we are close. Well, he's in Cleveland. I'm from Akron, but we're close to Cleveland. Yeah. And that's the scary part, DC, right? Because yeah, uh, tr- truth be told, you're not the only one that feels that way. And I know because, I shouldn't because. Yeah. You shouldn't, it's, but it's, it, it's, it, it becomes this thing, man, to like, how can you, if, if we reacted, I'm from Patterson, New Jersey, right? And I hear it all the time, man, right? This one got shot. This one got shot. Man, if I reacted emotionally to every bit of news I, I got, I, I would have nothing. I tear myself apart. And that's so and, that, at, and I think that's where I'm at now. Yeah, it's so like, at was, some point, point, you point, have there, to protect yourself. Yeah. There was a point where I had to, I had to step away because it was so 
and and we know it's been it's been going on for decades. We know this. It's just now it's being more televised. But it People was getting to the point. Yeah, it was getting to the point where I was like, I have to step away because it was affecting me and making me as I should be angry about the situations. But I was, it was really giving me a. I was just being negative. You know, and just being strictly angry about it, all of it, and just tired of it, and like even my posts were, you know, had some vitriol to it. You know, just hateful, not so much hateful, but just angry. And yeah. I, I like I had to take a break from it. I had like I had to stop. Like DC said, it was like you're not you're you're numb to it because you see that's so that's crazy, right? That's there. the bad part, right? Yeah, and that's how it is, man. And in, in, in all these hoods, man, it's like, man. Oh, all right, seriously. But then it's it's really heartbreaking when it's them kids, man. That's just outside playing. That's, yeah, trying, that's what trying to enjoy that moment of sunshine, right, and good weather. And you know, some idiots get caught up. And I, I wouldn't, Yolanda. I, I wouldn't say it, I'm man. numb to it. I'm just so used to it that i don't have any anger i have sadness and i feel for them and i also feel and pray for their family but i would say i when it happens i don't get surprised yeah and nah. but you also have to and i also should say this i work in hospice so for the last been you know i've been doing it for about three or four years so i'm used to going to a, a house delivering equipment and four or five days later we're picking it up because that person has passed away so it's become part of my job so it's not that i'm numb to it i'm just so surrounded by it that i can't get bogged down because i see it um it's not numbing i still feel the same when i and, and the crazy part is it, it's it, it's hard if you've never done it if you worked at a hospital or doing hospice when they're when you deliver that equipment everybody's happy when you pick that up everybody's sad so i get to see it on both extremes so i i've learned how to navigate it when i'm there delivering equipment i'm their best friend when i'm picking it up i'm a comforter you know i'm trying to console but i'm also doing a job so i know that my time with them is limited but i try to make the most of it but death is nothing that nobody yes nobody should never be numb to death but when you're used to it it's kind of hard to still feel that i don't know the word i'm looking for the shine is worn off you're not so um, naive to it is the word yeah dc you, know? you said something though right and, and we should take that with everything not just that particular moment right our time together is limited that's why we should make the best of it because mm -hmm. although that hospice situation at that time is limited and and, and it's intimate um imminent because we know right mm -hmm. um the, the the crazy part about it is we never know like with our loved ones so again we have to have that same approach to everything we do in life man like you said it's not so much as you being numb you have to at some point protect your mental health as well right and yeah, not get that's... so caught up in it where you can't provide anything for your family in terms of emotions and love and 
So yeah, it's it's tough, man. And and being oh, in yeah. that particular field, I can only imagine. So yeah, I mean, I think I've had like this podcast has been helping, you know, because like I said, when I come home, I try to leave work at work. You know, no matter what happens, you know, it's crazy. Um, but when I come home, I try to get all that off me because it is it, it, rough. You know what I mean? See, yeah, it, it's, it's not, it's not easy, you know? So I think like, especially because I, I, I have a few people who was nurses and like during the pandemic when people were just, you know, yeah. passing away, they got it the worst, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We weren't allowed in facilities, um, so we felt inconvenience at the time because we didn't. We was at the height of we really didn't know what was going on. You know, it was just you know all you see was barricades and plastic, and nobody was allowed in. But think about those people who were on the front lines, who were in there every day and watching these people. Not only were you know used to it because it's hospice, like you know it's inevitable. You know, yeah, a month, three months sooner or later, you know, they'll pass away. But when it's sudden like that, like it was doing, and that, that mentally, that was mentally hard, you know, and a lot of people haven't recovered from that still, you know, they're drinking their problems away or whatever yeah. it is they're doing, you know, so to, to them people, it's, it's crazy. But um, I still wish everybody the best. I want to see everybody win. Um, that's part of the reason why I do this show and have met so many dope people and, um, yeah, and that's crazy. Um, like to, just to see some of the, the the pictures. I stopped watching the news um probably around that like December of I wanna say nineteen. I really stopped watching the news. Um just because it was so much like, yeah. you know, going on and just mm-hmm. and then when you had the pandemic going on, I would watch every now and then, but it was just like so much sadness it was just like like you said you have to sometimes you have to get away from that sadness to protect your mentality man, i'll tell you yeah. what i watch most of the times man when that thing started happening i got into uh impractical jokers I like that show. <laughs> um <laughs> the golden girls is always one of my favorite thank you i love and, that show and i don't know if you guys ever watched duck dynasty but I, yeah, I'm telling you, man. And and it was just and people were like, yeah, how you watch that? Easy. It was laughter. It was funny. Mm-hmm. It was you know, a break away from the reality right. of craziness, right? And that's what I say. Even with vibe sessions, when you came through there, we wasn't discussing any of that stuff because the world was saturated with this yeah. information, man. Like every day, it, listen, man. To wait to get up every day and turn on your TV. This amount of people died from COVID. This like I don't want to hear that like every no. day. It's no, not no, all no. sensitive. It's twenty four like, hour news cycle, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Was the yeah. main thing. And the it was same thing. Like, the first yeah. half hour, something they just keep rotating and rotating. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah CNN, right? They'll, what they do is they just put different. <laughs> it's got different hosts for different shows to talk about the same exactly. Like yeah, like yeah. The numbers I, change I, I a little bit, but it's just it's, it yeah. got out of hand. Don't, the only yeah. time I've watched news is just like. Okay, I need to know what the weather gonna be so I know what I'm. I got that on my phone. I was gonna say that. I don't even. (laughs) I just. We'll see the remote. More accurate, and I ain't gotta worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely get out because if I if I turn on something on that news, 
somebody that got shot, something that listen, man, it's just always so you just I try to stay away from it, man. So sometimes I will click on to get abreast of some things, but I'll make it a short time, man. Because I'm gonna tell you guys, man, something that I do, and I think you brothers should adopt it, man. And it's like it's just me just protecting my mental health, right? So I don't intake everything, right? Mm -hmm. So regardless of what it is, I just I just I avoid certain things. So it's not for you to like whether or not I, I avoid that or, or deal with that. That's not your that's not up to you. That's that's totally up to me. So man, mm -hmm. I advise everybody, man, to not worry about how somebody feel about you either dealing with or not dealing with the situation. You yeah. have to take care of you. So let's stop concerning ourselves with how other people feel about the way we feel about things, man. And protect us, man. You got to protect your own peace. Protect yeah. ourselves, man. And, the, the, and love the our election. Man. The election is a prime example. Well, yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah. now, look. See, y'all don't, don't, don't understand. I work with guys who... Now, and here's the thing about me. I don't care political preference, sexual preference, none of that stuff. As long as my yeah. money green and I can spend it, <laughs> I don't care what you do at work. That's none of my problem. My boss is Trump, this, Trump, that, and F Biden and all that. I don't I don't care. Yeah, that's on you. As long that's as you, you give feel. me my hours yeah. and my money, you can talk uh -huh. about what you want because I don't engage. When they get to talking about that, headphones in, tune you out. Out of sight, out of mind. Ignorance yeah. is bliss. As long as you ain't messing with <laughs> my money, I don't give a fuck what you talk about at work. I don't care. You can talk as long as it ain't disrespectful towards me or people I know. I don't care. We you can talk about Biden. You can talk about Trump. You can talk about people voting and, and all this and that. Don't care. Run I mean, me my I mean, ducats. I'm, That's all I'm I need to know. I'm literally Does in a check group spin? chat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. literally in a group chat <laughs> where one of them is is he's very Trump, but. We talk about Star Wars and, and comics and movies that's coming out and stuff like that. And during the election season, he was saying something about Trump. And one of them just said, you know what? I'm starting another group chat. I'm not even including you because it's like we're not. No, that's no, not include what this them. is here for. Don't isolate them. Then, that, you know what I mean? I don't isolate them. I don't yeah, pay attention. Well, see, it was, that was the thing. It was it's like seven of us in the group. And each each one of us like look, yo, dude. Don't. Hey man, I got I'm in group test right now. I couldn't tell you what none of them saying. They all on mute. I hope you <laughs> if you got me in a group text and you heard that, just know they all on mute. I don't <laughs> out of sight, out of my, my ignorance is bliss. If I can't it's, hear the scene, I ain't gotta worry about yeah, it. If you're not if you really want family, to talk to me, you'll call me or really text me one on one. If it's a group text, I'm not responding unless it's really important. At me. Yeah. Cause if not, I I don't have time. Nah, it's, it's too much, man. And you're killing my battery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I bling it, next thing I know is, <laughs> hey, man, guess what I did last night? Who gives two flying fucks? <laughs> like, and, I don't and, care. and as crazy as it sounds, it has to be that way, man. Why am I taking on your energy, bro? That's your energy. Right. Like, I'm not in it. Like, I can't. I tell my students that, right? When they come to me and they be on some, uh, this is, you already know, this is my space, right? That's I only very... allow a certain energy in this space, right? So I need you to go back to your seat, right? Adopt that energy. And when you adopt that one, come back up here and see me. Mm. Until then, you keep that over there. We don't do yeah. that here. Yeah, people want you to. You, you, gotta, you, you gotta adopt that, that you gotta adopt that King to Chala vibe. We don't do that here. You know, yeah. we, <laughs> <laughs> we can't, man. We well, can't. No. But yeah. Well. I'm not gonna lie. This is 
This has been we need we needed this. I think this has been yeah. it was the day for hell for me. Um, I got here late. I almost didn't do this show, but I'm glad I did because I really was like I was gonna be like, hey, um, guys, I need to reschedule. It's just been a long day because I got home like 15 minutes till showtime and hadn't eaten nothing yet. I still ain't eating. There's a lot going on around the house, but I had the gut feeling. And I heard that little voice in the back of my head saying, if you don't do it, you're going to regret it because I never know how these shows are going to go because none of this is written down. Um, none of this is scripted. There's no questions we write down. It's all organic. So we usually try to go an hour and a half, but sometimes those conversations are needed and you have to go longer. Um, so for the people who are going to listen is if you ain't, if you made it this far, congratulations. If not, Oh well, you made it far thank, enough, I guess. Thank you anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe they got enough. You know maybe, what I mean? I, but, than, and yeah. that's and that's why I don't like to cut the conversation short because you never know one where it's going and two how it's going and who we can help. Um, like I said, I never plan on recording, but I never plan on stopping until I feel like it stops. You know what I mean? Um, or at least I can find a point to where it's it's there. You know, the message is there. All you got to do is digest it. We can give you the message, but it's up to you to take it in and how you take it in. Oh, so yeah. hopefully you got a lot out of this show. Um, and I appreciate our guests um, because... Ah, Chris, I'm going to do the old cliche. Um... Wait, which one? <laughs> the one we wasn't supposed to be here, you know, we're thankful. Oh, yeah, because I say it all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate every guest we have and everybody that watch. Um, it means a lot to me personally because I'm not used to it. You know, I'm not used to the networking and, and the, I wouldn't call it fame, but whatever it is, the, the lower level that, you know, up under that, you know, the way down to the C level celebrity. Yeah, that's, D, that's D us. List, Don't worry about it. That's D all us. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate <laughs> it, man, because growing up, I didn't have aspirations. Well, I did, but, you know, I never thought I could do it, you know. And now that I'm doing it, um, you know, it, it feels good. So I never take for granted the people who watch and the people who actually stay and watch, you know, a whole two hour show or whatever it is that we do. I appreciate that. I don't take that for granted because you can be doing anything in the world, you know, between eight and nine on a Wednesday night. But the fact that you come here and watch us live means a lot. You can be doing anything in the world, you know, every day when we download these episodes. But the fact that you take time and listen to it means a lot. Um, not because of the hard work we put in, but just the fact that you took time to give us a chance. Hopefully we stick and hopefully we say something that you can absorb and take with you. Or most importantly, the main reason why is hopefully we made your day a little better. Hopefully we lightened the mood for you. Hopefully we gave you a a chance to decompress, you know, laugh a little bit, get that off your back, you know, man, get a renewed spirit of hope and joy and, you know, laugh a little bit, you know, because that's, that's the main thing and that's what it is. But we definitely like having these conversations we definitely don't shy away from them um though that's not the quote-unquote 
uh, premise of the show, but we don't have a premise. We don't even well, have a category on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I struggle to find a category for this show, but I don't know what to call it. Like we're not yeah. entertainment news. We're not commentary. We're not science. We're we're a chameleon. We're a show that's able to blur the lines of everything and nothing at all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> which I that's love. A great tagline, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Take, that's a take great tagline. Go with that one, D. <laughs> I might have to because <laughs> we can talk about, we can talk to dope artists, authors, you know, podcasters, but we can still have these deep, meaningful conversations and laugh in the moment, or laugh the whole show earlier and still get into these conversations, which I like, and that's why I don't have a blueprint for this show. It's whatever it is, it's gonna be. You know, it's that conversation you have at the barbershop, the, uh, you know, at the at the main cave or in the backyard when, you know, you're just hanging out. So we like having these conversations and we appreciate the people we have and the great guests we've had, you know. And um, like I said, I, I appreciate it all. It means a lot to me. Um, the work that's put in, the promos, the, the shows, the guests, everything is a culmination of one getting off my ass and jumping off the porch and doing the work <laughs> Two, um being open um and receiving the blessing of this show and what it is and the people i've got to not only network with but interact with but now call brothers and sisters you know what i mean i can tap in and talk to these people you know when i need something or just want to talk or when they need something they they you know they call me and be like hey i got this idea hey i want to do this it's a beautiful thing these um these lines that we are cultivating and i just hope everybody takes advantage of that when you meet dope people don't take it for granted you know um tap in with them i like i tell everybody after they come on this the first when you come on this show it ain't your first it's your first but it ain't your last and now you're all part of the What The Shit family. Um, so whenever you need us or want us, don't hesitate to call. We'll be right there. Um, and I mean that because loyalty is a is a, it's a fleeting word. Um, and it's thrown around a lot. But when I say that I have somebody's back, I mean that. You know, I've, I've been tired and people be like, hey, man, we need you to do something. I'm going. I don't care how tired I am. You call on me, it means you really, you know, thought of me. So I can't take that for granted. Because I know if I did the same thing, they would do it for me. So I want to return that love um, and show that support and be a part of that narrative. So it, it, it's it's important um, to me. Um, so after that long soliloquy, just to needless to say, <laughs> <laughs> After that long monologue, it's needless to say, man, whenever you want to come back, whenever you guys have something to do, I told Needy the same thing, and I mean that. Um, I also got to shout out Katrina and Kiki Hills. Um, yes, when we sure. started talking, when she hit me up, I, I say this all the time, and I joke, I thought it was a, a scam because I was like, Toronto, work with me? I'm just a little country bunking from Akron. I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> But it means a lot, man, because it, it and, and, and I didn't look at it until I actually had one of those conversations with myself. She's seen like a lot of people have seen stuff in me in this show that I wasn't seeing or I hadn't seen yet. Hadn't come to fruition. Um, I'm not going to say greatness, but the potential of this show. Um, 
and I appreciate them for that because their belief in me pushed me to get further along. I, we only been doing this for two years. This show has only been around for two years. This is season five. Um, if we can do it, and that's why another reason why I like saying this: if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's possible. Believe me. Um, I'm not doing anything special. I'm just doing the work, and I'm acting on the premise and the and the potential that I see not only myself but in the guests, and also the gifts that I've been received. Um, I can talk, and I'm long-winded. So as you can see, I was supposed to wrap this up a while ago, but I get on these tangents, and I just have to well uh, show my appreciation. But please tell the people where they can find you, where they can get the book what you have going on, what's next, and, oh, snap, Chris, I forgot. It's Parting Shots time. That's where I was getting. Okay. Ah. So on this show, we do this thing called Parting Shots. It's uh-uh. the last chance to get your, your uh, everything I just said out, but it has a, it actually has a, a, a thing. <laughs> I was so wrapped up in giving my speech, I didn't give the thing. So Parting Shots is that last chance to get your stuff out, man, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, social medias, any words of uh, wisdom you want to give out before we shut down the club and the bar and everybody goes home and has a good night. Um, as a guest, we'll start with you. Well, again, Vibe Sessions, man, we're on every Sunday evening. Uh, Facebook Live, Vibe Sessions Official. That's where we are, myself, uh, Nitty Green, our show's producer, Danielle Silva. And as far as Little Pie McElvin, man, you can follow me on I just have Instagram and I have Facebook. Little Pie McElvin on everything. You could inbox me. You could DM me for the book or you can go on Amazon and find the book as well. I do have another book that I'm currently writing. Um, That's more of a kid's book, though. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of wanted to kind of do that. And it's entitled Kid Special. And that book is based on. Uh, just kids who um, have struggled with identifying with who they are, you know what I mean? And just struggling with self-esteem and, and, and things of that nature. And um, I'm also going to start a podcast, too, called The Conversation. That'll be going on in the next couple of months. Um, that one's going to come up outside of uh, Vibe Sessions. That'll be one where I just, like, again, just dig in. And we just talk about the whole healing process. And as far as everyone, man, it's I just need everyone, man, to hey, take care of yourselves, man. Don't be scared to go through the healing process and don't cheat yourself in that process, man. And uh, like we said, let's just love one another at all times, man. And then let's always take care of one another. And to my two new brothers, Chris and DC, man, I'm humbled and I'm honored that you guys even allowed me to come up on your platform and uh, share with you this evening, man. And this conversation, man did more for me than it probably did for anybody else on this evening. And this is definitely a brotherhood. And I'm not, and I, again, I didn't just say this, just to say it on the show. We're definitely going to exchange numbers because we have to start checking in with one another, man. And we need to start Mm -hmm. getting those, those mental health numbers, man. Zero, zero to 10. We need to start getting them because we just never know, right? We never know when, 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 when when we need one another. And if we don't reach out, like, you know, so we're, we're, we're going to find a way, man, to just bring men together, man, because if us as men can come together, brother, we're going to put the world, we're going to shake it up, man. And it's cool because, like you say, we D-list, we D-list celebrities, right? 
But if right. we can pull together, man, we can pull each other up to A-list celebrities. So let's just mm-hmm. continue to support one another, man. And everybody, man, this uh, What The Shit podcast is is what it is right now. And, uh, and I've seen you guys a few times as well. And I'm going to make it my business to start checking in more so that Appreciate we can support it. one another's platforms, man. But again, I thank you, brothers. I'm humble, man. And we're definitely going to make sure we stay in contact, man, not just uh, once a month. At least twice a week, I'm checking in with you brothers, and that's my commitment to my new brothers. Appreciate Thank it. Let me, let me. Thank you. And yes, pick up your heels, Katrina and Rachel. Yeah, those are my ladies, yes. man. I love, I love them, love ladies, them. man. They have yeah. been so amazing. Yes, Chris, man, talk to the people. Whoever's well. left. <laughs> uh bird's eye view is back on facebook live because zuckerberg finally got his head out of his behind uh so <laughs> so yeah we're, we're back live uh tuesdays 8 30 on twitch youtube and facebook live uh to, i am starting a, a new show on thursdays which will be furious reacts and reviews and i'll be starting it tomorrow same time uh same channels 8 30 twitch youtube facebook uh be doing uh, a little uh, uh, game night geek out tomorrow night, and we'll talk about the Doctor Strange trailer, Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness trailer, and some of the geek news that's dropped since Tuesday. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Just having fun. You gotta send me <laughs> that man, or tag me in it or something. I don't know. I don't okay. know much about it, but I'll learn. I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna uh private chat. Yeah, DC locked in right now. Yeah. No, I was trying to um one, I wanna thank our guests, man. Um, Lost Society and Pod Man. I appreciate y'all for coming on. Um Um like, like I said, it was deep. I'm not gonna get long winning again because I had that tendency to go, go, go. But what I will say is thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we enjoy doing this. Um, there's nothing better to me than a live conversation. Um, getting to record it, the recorded, the streaming audio next day is cool. But I think like being a part of the live show and being in the live chats is so much better. Um, it's that interaction that makes the conversation go left and right and, you know, just all over the place. But it's a beautiful thing. Um, next week, we got... And I'm going to butcher his name. Um, <laughs> Ole Omagunye. Um, he's a children's author who just wrote a book. Um, he will be on. Then we'll have Ryan Lane on as well. So we are actually, man, um, I will get long awaited about this. Our first season, we couldn't buy a guest. A third season, we maybe had, uh, I'd say, eight or nine. And most of them were like friends. Season three, we got a little bigger. Last season was our our biggest season. We had a guest every episode. 15 episodes and we had a guest on every one. 16 if you count the bonus. So needless to say, in two years, we've grown a lot. We've learned a lot. But it's all thanks to, I don't know, if, can PBS sue me if I say this? For viewers like you? Is that <laughs> <laughs> 
that, 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 that network even exist anymore? I don't know. That's why I'm scared to you. I want to say it because it's because of the viewers and the fans and the people who are on Instagram sharing the stuff and, you know, on Facebook and YouTube and all this stuff, man. But it's, it's because of them we are able to get, you know, um, I hate saying bigger and better guests, but just doper and doper. Like, and not, and everybody's dope in their own right. And so, it, but it's just to have a guest every episode was amazing. And this season, we are having two guests every episode or more. You know, so we are really in a position to where the platform is growing, but it's not growing for us. It's growing for our guests. It's growing for the, the people who listen to have an opportunity to just be a part of it and hopefully learn something. If you're trying to start your own podcast, don't be afraid to reach out. We are always willing to help. Um, we're not gatekeepers. We don't believe in hoarding knowledge because it ain't ours to hoard. You know? <laughs> so needless to say, uh, you can follow me on what the shit underscore podcast on Instagram. There's DC Tamers, all one word, Instagram, what the stuff on Facebook, with the stuff podcast on Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg don't want me to be the shit. <laughs> um, YouTube, it is WTS Podcast. Twitch, WTS Podcast, all one word. Um, in the meantime, between time, you know what I'm saying? Just talk your shit and check your mentals. Um, be proud of who you are, what you do. Always strive for more, but don't take too much. It'll kill you. Um, <laughs> sound advice. It's the beanie, Chris. Man, I'm telling you, man. Ever I since I got you. this beanie from the gods, it's been amazing. But uh, as usual, man, I want to thank our guests, um, Courtney. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, but if you have them on Facebook, send them a shout out, say hello. Um, you know, check in on them. I'm going to tomorrow. I talked to them earlier. Uh, but uh. Just have fun, man. Live your life. Um, don't live your life by anybody's standards but your own. Um, because that's all that really matters. I mean, anything else is just hearsay. Yeah. But uh, as usual, man, you know what time it is. We're going to leave you with the way, girl. <laughs> Go home, folks.